You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this week's episode of It's a Bit, Anthony LaPanta, the wild play-by-play guy. Twins host from FSN joins us in the studio for a fun interview. It was a blast. We also give you our bits of the week. We do the buy or sell bit. We're buying or selling different people, place, things. And we all finish it all off with It's a Bet presented by Vigit, our sponsor. We're going to give you some of our gambling picks, some of our experiences with the app. All that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's a Bit podcast presented by 10,000 takes, 10,000 takes, featuring JJ, Boss Man, and Wags, who I've heard are pretty fucking cool. 10,000 takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast. Start off the show like it's Joe Rogan, where we're just talking. Dude, we could totally do that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm we, we could tell. Hey, fuck that. Hey, well, so yeah, you you ever done the DMT? This is it's yeah. a bit. Welcome back, folks. Another episode. We're back. I'm joined by JJ, new producer. Producer AJ is stepping in. Yes, sir. And myself, boss man, the host, gentlemen. How how are we doing on this fine Monday night? It's warmer out now in Minnesota. Yeah, I walked out of my house this morning. It was 40 degrees. I'm like, I am way overdressed. I'm I'm hot. And I'm wearing just one layer of jeans, uh, like a sleeve shirt. I'm like, I could be wearing shorts right now on a fucking tank top. It's it's incredible how cold it was. It's like 60 degrees warmer today than it was a few weeks ago. That's insane. People down south, well, they'll think like 30 degrees, that's so fucking cold. Well, it's negative 40, so it's like 60 to 70 degrees warmer now, so... We're it, it's summer here right now in Minnesota for a couple of weeks until we get adjusted to that cold and then we want it to be sixty again. But right now it's summer. Yeah, welcome to the fucking tundra. in February. This is the tundra has spread to you, Texas, and everywhere else. You 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 just get like the you get the tip of the iceberg. You like the pun there, iceberg cold. And they it, couldn't even handle that. No, no, they it, were fucked. Yes, yeah, they their were infrastructure fucked. I felt really bad for them. Like. Four to six inches is like a nightmare for them. So I was like, uh, what are you going to do? Like, you don't have any salt trucks. You don't have any plows. Like, No. And I know like in like when I was in high school, I think Washington, D.C. got like two inches of snow and they canceled school. Because they're like, what the hell is this shit? Well, I, I, I had an na- old neighbor that moved to like southern Illinois, like northern Missouri when I was a kid. And I heard they canceled school yeah, with like an inch of snow. And we're up here in like negative 30. And it's like the code red stop. down there. It's yeah, it's cold red, and we're sitting up here as 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 youngsters, middle school. It's like negative thirty and ten inches of snow. Like, oh, they'll be fine as long as they get on the bus in time. Okay, well, this people might die here at the bus stop, but whatever. Like, yeah. it's just totally different world down there, man. Well, and just to kind of introduce the show, folks, this is it's a bit that has been non officially uh, endorsed by the Minnesota Wild. Shout out to Aaron. They uh they're they're always interacting. I actually like she's actually been like posting her videos of like the soccer thing doing it's the soccer bit. Like a lot of people are tweeting at us with the word bit. I think we're starting a movement here. Are Call we, it a revolution. See, I didn't even think the of the bit Lucian. But the the bit Lucian. 
the Bitlution or I Rebel Rebel. You, bit, you like that it, word, AJ? I love it. I love okay. it. The Bitlution. You can't really do it any other way. Hashtag Bitlution. Revolubit. Yeah. Revolubit. Yeah. See, Bitlution sounds Bitlution. The best. Unless we find another word to play off of it. Right bit, now, it's Bitlution. Bitlution sounds like a crazy cocktail that a bunch of college kids make in like a storage container. And you know what? We're gonna start. You want to have Bitlution? Well, uh, I I do have to wake up for something at noon tomorrow, so I'm not having Bitlution tonight. We're we're gonna create the Bitlution. <laughs> That sounds like some shit you like. You just seeing like Trailer Park Boys. Like we're making the fucking Bitlution tonight, boys. Like or, just... or it sounds like a way of consuming alcohol. Where it's like, wait, you want to do the Bitlution tonight? Yeah, exactly. Like they're just, they're just downing out wear pants. Just getting fucking blacked out. Better not wear pants tonight, bro. But no, uh, I was gonna say too. We need we need to find a way to, uh, you, you know, make our feel fans feel part of it. You know. I remember we were talking about like last week, like we need to find a way to call someone who's a bit person, like a bitty, but that's like a chick. Yeah. How do you or like women? A bitter? If, if you a bitter? a bitter, why do you got to be a bitter? If you got bitter, but then it sounds like the person's bitter. at Yeah, you. we're all we're all no fucking one listens bitter. to the show if they're bitter unless they don't like comedy. But if you guys ever have any bits of the week that you think are really good, tweet them at us or, or DM us or DM me boss man underscore 10 K on Twitter. Send them to us. We'll read them out on the show if they're good. Yeah, we they're, might feature them. We, we might make them our own bit. See, we might make them our own bit by endorsed by so and so. We're pro- we we do this so much that we probably are getting kind of shitty at it because this is also like the worst time in human history. What's up there? So I, I mean, we don't really have a lot to talk about. So if you guys have any good bits, send them over. I know the Wild. They posted the soccer bit. Love that. The players who uh, play hockey are way better at soccer than I am at soccer, and they're professional hockey players. So. I think even if I had the time to like practice what those guys do, like the juggling circles, I feel like if you gave 10K like a month to practice that, we'd still be worse than the Wild who just do it for fun in pregame. They, I, I was gonna say like I've, I've been in my time following the Wild social media in general for like the last five six years and seeing them do this shit. I'm like these guys are just like nonchalantly kicking the ball up, you know. For like and four I mean, minutes they're, straight, they're athletes and they have great hand eye, you know, or foot foot eye coordination. Yeah, is that what you call it? Foot foot eye coordination. Foot eye co- in that sense, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that might be that might be the right terminology soccer for bit. that. It foot is the soccer bit. It's the soccer bit. It is. It all it goes full circle. It's a soccer bit. The whole, but it's, it's the incredible bit, but what they can do. I yeah. can't do that shit. Send us your bits. Uh, let's do the bit of the week. Producer AJ, as as our as our interim producer, what do you got this week for your bit? So the bit of the week is the AirPod bit. Okay. So this bit derives from yesterday. I was at Eden Prairie Mall and, you know, I brought my AirPods with because I didn't really want to like hear like stranger conversations. Yeah. Yep. I hope does. Interact with potential people. I went there to eat yeah. at the food court, you know. <laughs> it's it's relieving again to like eat somewhere besides like in your house mm-hmm. or in my car. Yep. Um, and I had my AirPods, went to Shields, great store. If you haven't been there yet, please fucking Amazing go. Amazing store. The Herb Brooks bit. Shout right. out Miracle. Oh my God. Those and the fish 41 years ago shit. today. Yep. Yeah. Shout out because they have the robotic Herb Brooks. Yep. That's those why I plugged get, it. Those statues scared the shit out of me. Yeah, no, it's kind of it's it kind of it's kind of freaky, but it's it's fucking cool though at the same time. But anyway, so yeah, you're in the food court with the AirPods. I'm at the food court with the AirPods. You know, I'm doing my thing. I went to JC I went to Shields. I come out of the store, and I don't know what happened to my AirPods, but I lost them. Keep in mind, these are the pros, so these aren't your regular standard yeah, of the this, mill. Yeah, I bought these with my stimulus shit. check. Yeah, save that peasant shit. <laughs> yeah, save the peasant shit for later, for yeah. a year ago. So, yeah. yeah. Tried to, you know, I saw them on my, my find my iPhone once I finally realized eight hours later before I'm going to bed. 
I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm driving to Eden Prairie Mall at 1.30 in the morning to find him in the parking lot. Didn't find him. So today we are doing the AirPod bit. You know, your AirPods get lost. You know, you're worried about losing the charging case. You're worried about losing one of them. Like, yeah. Well, because they're not attached to a cord. I remember we were talking about this briefly before we started recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're not attached to a fucking cord. They're smaller. And now that they're, they're white, so they blend into the snow. And I just love how you said, like, you went back there at, like, 1.30 in the morning. Like, I got to fucking find yeah. these with no cars, and you just can't find. Didn't you hear them, like, beeping? No. To, or, like, so, you like, have the you, tracker on your so, phone? So, like, you are able to play a sound, but, like, it wasn't connecting. So, either. Yeah, because you, you're at the mercy of Bluetooth, or, which God knows right, could use some, exactly. some work on distance. Yeah, and especially if it's a little cold once again, out, we've invented pr- we, we've invented blankets with arms in them, the snuggies. Why can't we invent Bluetooth that goes over twenty feet? Reliable Bluetooth. Yeah, we we haven't figured it out yet. We're in twenty twenty one. We still don't have reliable Bluetooth out. But there, we have the snuggie. Come on, guys. We have the fucking snuggie. We're on Mars now, right? The, yeah. the rover it landed or something. I, yeah, I yeah come on. Mars, that was some, crazy. another Mars. But I thought wasn't there already a Mars rover? Yeah, but like, I think this was like the first time that we got like. Sound? Oh, so now we can hear the aliens. Upgraded. We can hear the aliens getting drunk like on Mars. Interdimensional aliens. Interdimensional demons. Interdimensional demons. But anyway, so you lost, you lost your AirPods. They're gone. They're got Either they're in my car or they're like in the Eden Prairie parking lot. and been smashed. They've, they've yeah, disintegrated they into... Honestly. They've disintegrated into thin air. They're just part of the air now. There was they're like the a semi-trucker that was like a while. He was like a, a ways away in the parking lot, like right in the same row where I, like I lost him. So I was like, I wonder if he might have them. Or like I was thinking about calling like, hey, did you find him lost and found like yeah, in the just... parking lot in the snow? Like, no, you didn't. But here's the thing. People who work at Shields probably don't get paid enough to not steal AirPods, right? No. See, like no. I always I, I, I like if no. I ever lose something at a mall, I don't even bother calling because the odds that someone was Pick actually responsible and, and picked it up. I mean, yeah, the odds right. of someone stealing something in a public place like that suck. And I have AirPods, so I, I feel for you. My ears are hurting hearing this story. Whenever I, uh, whenever I'm like in a meeting for work and I have to piss really bad, and I'm standing over the toilet, I'm always terrified they're gonna fall out. Yeah. Well, there, remember that wasn't there like a company who inve- who like we came up with the like most genius invention ever. We invented a cord that ties around both of your AirPods that you can wear around your neck. It's like, well, those are AirPods or those are. Uh, those are headphones. fucking traditional headphones that <laughs> yeah. we've had for or fucking like 30, 40 years. Yes. 20 companies that make the same kind of AirPods like that, but with a cord. Like, well, same thing. Well, same I shit. was going to say, we're going to get to a point in like 20, 30 years where people are going to be bitching about losing their wireless headphones. We got a new invention for you. A cord that attaches yeah. to your phone so you can always track where, like, you that, won't lose your headphones. And if you're, Oh, great. You plug it into your phone, so as long as you don't lose your phone, you don't lose your AirPods. And someone's like, this is fucking genius. This is awesome. This is an Einstein-level like, invention. Wait, uh, how old are you? Because, like, this shit existed before. Yeah. Like, seriously. Can, that that shit will happen, too. You can already kind of do that with, like, small things. Like, they have this thing called Tile. You can just, like, stick, like, this oh, it's like a track thing on, like, a yep. object. And then, like, if you lose it, you can track it. Which I think is crazy, but like be great for wallets at college bars because the amount of oh, times yeah. I've lost cards in college, fucking absolutely horrible. It happens a lot. JJ, what do you got for your bit this week? I got the the drunken fat bitch bit. Oh yeah. So it's pretty. It's pretty simple. It's it's pretty much like, you know, I know. I mean, I mean people get the the munchies when you know you get high or whatever. You know, from the marijuana, the electric lettuce, the electric lettuce. Yeah. But I love that there's. Word. There, That's good lettuce. The, the electric lettuce. Yes, I it's, love he- that. it's healthier it's than uh, what is it? Romaine. 
Oh, yes. It's much, much healthier. healthier. Yeah. Much healthier than Cal even. But no, it, it's pretty much where, you know, you get you get hammered and get so fucking hammered where you just, you know, end up at a fast food restaurant that you wouldn't even maybe even touch while you're sober. Six <laughs> Taco <out> Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's it's happened to the best of me where you just get Taco Bell and, you're, and you get it, it's almost to the point where. You you eat so much of it that in the morning you're not hung over from the booze. You're fucking hung over from the damn Taco Bell. Well, your body is saying to you, you already had to poison me with alcohol, and then you decided to pour Taco Bell on top of it. Like you yeah. could, you couldn't have just picked one. You had to do both. You might as well have smoked crack while you were at it. You feel like yeah, exactly, and you you and just it, not drank any water well. for the last twelve it's, hours. It's essentially uh, like uh, alcohol is a gateway drug to Taco Bell. Literally, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And then Taco and, Bell leads to like heroin, and that leads to like heroin from there because you don't get that much of a high from Taco Bell anymore because you keep doing it. You you you've eaten too much Crunchwrap Supremes. You've you've had too much Doritos. Actually, Locos. no, there there is Chalupa's some there is a step above Taco a. Bell for that, and it's called gas station microwavable food. Oh, quick trip. Yes, oh. not an official sponsor. Not an official sponsor, especially <laughs> after we just said that. We have Actually, rated well, quick, quick trips on the before. higher end of that. I'm talking well, like I'm talking like mobile gas station well, in like I was, St. Paul when you've had like 30 beers and you have the Uber stop there and you're like, yeah, let me have one of those microwavable burritos. I don't plan on waking up tomorrow. Well, exactly. Well, it's, it happens in a lot of those smaller towns we don't have access. Like we've been out to your your hometown of of New Richmond mm-hmm. in Wisconsin after bar after bars, and I remember like last year we just fucking raided the shit. Oh yeah, out of the quick trip. Yep. It was just it was just a shit ton of chicken sandwiches, a few boxes of the Krispy Kreme donuts because just, you can't skip those. It was just a fucking shit show, and and you just feel like almost like your stomach has a stone in it when you wake up, like there's just a rock in your belly. Actually, has anyone ever tried getting blackout drunk at the bars, coming home and eating salad? If you've tried that, please let me know if it works. Maybe a vegan, dude. So. Maybe. I think one time I was trying to be conscientious about it, and I tried to go home and eat yogurt, but I just ate a shit ton of yogurt because it was really, it was like really good, rich like vanilla yogurt, and you're not supposed to eat a lot of it, so I just, just ate a shit ton. I'm like, I'm eating yogurt because it's good for your digestive system, but I, I just ate a shit going. ton of it. So it just, it just was a, it just turned out to be just as bad. Like it's it kind of sugar. Well, like, or you could even say like kind of like a white girl move, or like certain guys too who might do this, but they look at themselves in the bar mirror when they're fucked up. Maybe they're self conscious about their image, and they're like. Oh, I'm getting fat, and that's the, then their mind is stuck on it the rest of the night, and they go home and they just inhale like a Caesar salad because they're like this. I, the diet starts now. It doesn't start in the morning. It doesn't start on January 1st. I looked like a fat bitch tonight. The, going back to your bit, the fat you, the next you label day, it? The drunk, fat bitch? Well, drunk, fat, fat bitch, bitch. Drunken fat bitch okay. bit. Yeah. But, yeah, that could work. You, you wake up the next day. You try to be a little healthier. Like whenever this is happening on a Saturday or Friday night, you know, on that Saturday or Sunday, you try to, I'm going to eat a little healthier. But then, but then, but then you start getting a little cocky. Like I've ate healthy this week. I'm gonna go out and drink a lot, and then you go out and drink, and then you just go right back to it. And it's yeah, just a repetitive it's a, it's cycle. Full cycle. It's just a bad cycle. Yeah, I feel like shit. But um, okay, so kind of going opposite of you, my bit is the Sunday productive day bit. So when you don't drink on Saturday night because you got absolutely tanked on Friday, so you have a good night's sleep and you feel great on Sunday. You know, people don't realize about the weekend. You really only get two days off, right? Saturday. You, you spend a little bit of it hungover, but you have a lot of fun, and then Sunday is just a wash, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you actually sleep in and, and you're, you, you know, you wake up on Sunday morning feeling great, you can actually enjoy the day off that you have from work. Aside from the other five days, when you actually get things done. You're productive. You're probably positive rather than like a hibernating hungover bear. You feel great. Uh, 
like, I mean, I, I tweeted that out yesterday, and Bubba told me that I'm a pussy, and then he responded to himself saying, Alex, stop. So I guess that's the kind of shit that happens on Sunday productive day, but, you know, ever you, you got to have one now and then, because I actually ended up getting a lot of work done yesterday, and uh, I also got to enjoy some some old Adam Sandler movies, so... A lot, a lot of my, I, I've had those. It's, it feels, it does feel amazing, and almost feels like when you don't go out and drink on a Saturday night up out of all nights, and you wake up that Sunday, it feels fucking awesome. Because a lot of my, a lot, a lot of it for me, like there is a lot of weekends where I don't, I only get hammered on one night, and it's not even every weekend, but it, it's usually Saturday night because like Friday night, it's, it, I'm still feel like I'm in work mode, or for whatever reason, I don't drink as much, or I don't or drink. You're just exhausted from. And, a five day work week, especially with us working two jobs. It's yeah, it, probably thirteen hours a day. Yeah, and you just down on you. You just kind of want to chill, and that Saturday Saturdays are kind of turned into that Sunday productive day for me a lot of the times. But there's a different feeling about Sundays right before work too, because then you wake up a little bit less scared of Monday. Not not a lot more, but but a little bit more. You feel a little better. The Sunday scares don't hit as bad. No. Because you feel a little better, you feel healthier, but a lot of the times I just catch myself not being able to get the Sunday productive day because it's like fucking Fridays are the quiet day, and then Saturday, like, let's fucking go, man. You guys also realize how, like, you spend five, at least for us, we're here late, we're up early for our full-time job, so we don't get a lot of sleep during the week. No. And then on the weekends, you're blacked out all the time, so you're obviously not, not getting, cycle. no matter no matter how drunk you Can't get, catch or, up. no matter how much sleep you get, you're always going to be tired after a night of drinking. It's so brutal. it's like... So you have to throw one of those days in the mix to catch up. I remember on uh, Saturday I didn't drink because I had to pick up my parents at the airport, and I probably slept like 11 hours that night. I felt great, and I'm like, my parents are like, geez, you must have been tired. I'm like, this is probably like two months' worth of sleep that I've needed because I can't commit to not drinking on the weekends. That's just never an option, And then uh, unless you throw something like that in the mix. And then in the weekdays, I'm only sleeping five, six hours because I'm working so much. So yep. you got to catch up at some point. You do, and the, and speaking of this week, it wasn't a good weekend because I obviously I went out with you on Friday, and like mm-hmm. I, I I actually went out Saturday, and I'm like I'm not gonna drink a lot. I ended up did drinking quite a bit. Exactly, <laughs> See, it, it's impossible to avoid. And and then, but I woke up not feeling terrible, but I still feel like shit. And but you know, you get active a little bit, you walk around, and you feel fine. But it obviously you want to have you sleep in on a Sunday. And after, especially if you went out Friday and the day before you go back to work, it's a it's a great feeling, the mm-hmm. rare feeling. So appreciate it because a lot of times you're not going to motivate yourself to do that. Yeah, you got to soak it up. It's a discipline. It's a teaching. It's like it's like martial arts or it's meditation. like uh, meditation. It is, except it, you're just literally not putting alcohol in your body. So people exactly. are probably judging us right now. Yes. That's fine. Yes. I was trying to leave like Sunday as like my productive day, and then I took like somewhat of a nap after work, and then I like drank a couple beers, and then I was like up playing like Xbox, and I fell asleep late. So. That completely killed Xbox everything. does yep, nope. too. I I ent- I was gonna be in bed early last night too, and a few of my friends were on Xbox, and I downloaded PGA Tour 2K21. Yep. Great game. I ended up playing until like one in the morning. I'm like, God damn it! I didn't even drink tonight. Why Why am I up doing this right now? This is <laughs> This is my own. And of course, I wake up this morning. Oh, yep. I'm tired. Literally my own fault. Yeah. No, you start binging something on Netflix or or anything. That's another pain in the you ass. You don't care too. about it's sleep until the morning. Exactly. That's how it works. Because you're like, I I, I my weekend's almost over. I'm not going to waste it by going to bed at 10 and then instantly waking up back to my job. Like, no, I'm going to stay up a little bit. I'll be fine. I can I can run right. in five hours. And you wake up after five hours like, fuck this. Yep. I, and you feel like, like absolute damn it. Water. Every week, it doesn't, it doesn't change. You, All right. 
Well, moving on to our second. Se- move on. Move on. Never, I didn't know that. Even when like it's never uh, ending with our Bubba. guests say move on, it just start. I start screaming it in my head. It's, it's bad. It's because it's just been pounded. But the the buy or sell bit. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a person, a place, a team. It could be anything in the world. Uh, you're gonna tell me if this was like a stock. Are you gonna buy it or sell it? Uh, we're gonna start with the Gopher basketball team. Probably lost by like forty. On Saturday or on Saturday, Illinois, it was thirty-two. Dog brutal. shit game. If that's a preview of the NC two A tournament, we might as well just take our uh, gold medal <clears throat> at the NIT because that's something we can win. Jake, as a Gopher Homer alumni and hardcore fan, are you now? Look at this from like a. Let's say this is your full time job. You're like a. You're realistic. like a stock Be trader. Realistic. Yes, you're a stock trader, not a fan. I don't know if it's possible for you to get in that mindset. Are you buying or selling the Gopher basketball team right now? So when you say buying, like, do you mean like buying in for a national championship or well, so, well, well, so let's say it's like a stock, right? If you buy it now, you're assuming they're going to win games and good things are going to happen. Le- at least, at least, maybe make the tournament would be a return. Whereas you're, if you're like selling, that, or maybe if, win a first round tournament game. If you're selling, it's like you already know they're on the decline. You have a position you're getting rid of. Look, so this is this is bias coming out a little bit. I, I'm going to buy into it. Yeah, see, I don't think you're capable of being realistic. So, look, but this is my whole thing on it, and I don't want to get too analytical here because I'm just going to return to my 2019 Minnesota rundown days. (laughs) You can see me yawning on the Zoom if you watch it back on YouTube. But look, the Big Ten is the by far the best conference in college basketball. Accurate. Yeah. And the Gophers did get their asses fucking killed. On Saturday, we watched it. It was it was a brutal game. It was by the fifth-ranked team. By the fifth-ranked team in the country, and the Gophers are without one of their best, not only kind of inconsistent shooters, you know, Gabe Kelsher, he's their best perimeter defender. He really gets in the faces, creates defensive pressure. When you take him off the court... He penetrates. He penetrates. He penetrates. He penetrates. Yeah. Yes! Let's go! No, he's literally out there. But when when you take a player like that, anybody can relate to this, whether you're an NBA fan or college basketball, for any 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 team, you can relate to like, oh yeah, if that player gets injured, Globetrotter like, fans it, fucked. Yeah, Globetrotter fans. You know, yeah. What if a Globetrotter guy get injured? It would be the same. But you take Gabe Kelsher, this this forward off the court, they can just double team the shit out of Marcus Carr, who's a Naismith uh, Trophy Award list. It's the Heisman of college basketball. You take him off the court, that just leaves more and more. Bench players have to come on. You can just double team the shit out of a guy like Marcus Carr and don't have to worry about the other players as much. And it doesn't open up the floor in, in a basketball term. So right now, they're going to get him back. Liam Robbins, our big ass fucking center underneath. He's like not 100%. He's playing on like 15% on his ankle. He can't drive into the lane. He's going to get 100%. You're going to bring Kelsher back. And the Gophers do have an easy schedule coming up. They're going to they're gonna maybe even get close to winning out. They'll make the tournament. Which tournament? The NCAA <laughs> tournament. And look, the Big Ten is the best conference. They're going to be so used to all Wait. that competition, so they're going to play a Big 12 team and win. Is the NIT even going to happen with COVID, or are they just going to deem that not worthy? Of- Ooh. Oh, wow, that's a good question. Cause, I cause, think they will still at least. That is a good question. Because they, they did, they did cancel the NFL hey, uh, All-Star, or not uh, right. All-Star game, the Pro Bowl. But that does college basketball is like over 350 teams. You know, there's so many teams like those 32 teams that deserve to play in a postseason tournament, and they pull it up. Basketball, it's not. Yeah, the Gophers won it in 2014 or whatever. Everyone who was just not good enough to make it. Exactly, they were just not good. Or it's a lot of it's. It it creates opportunity for the mid-major schools 
who have a great record, but they just had a shitty schedule because uh, shitty strength of schedule because they played all these shitty teams in a mm. shitty conference and the shitty campers. <laughs> no, just, no, yeah, Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Boys. Some shitty camper. All right, AJ, <laughs> but, are you uh, yeah. are you buying or selling the Gopher basketball team? You know what? I am gonna have to lean towards sell. And fuck you. <laughs> yeah, get bent, bro. <laughs> no, I, I not surprised. I could see why you sell. And you know what? I haven't really even watched you like a ton of like go I haven't really watched any Gophers basketball. Most so I might be consistent team. Like I just get from like what people say of the tweets and really like what I hear on the radio and I just feel like they're too up and down right now to like you know, sustain a run like, you know, this is the run that everyone's waiting for. Like, oh, oh, we need to have these soft teams to like get on a run. Like, why can't you just do it? You know, like well, you're going to have to play the good I hate, teams. You know, way. I do hate that argument. Like, oh, no, no, we have an easy part of the schedule and and let's just beat these soft They're going to be even worse which, when they which, play which, Wisconsin or Illinois right. or Iowa or Michigan. Or which whoever. they do because I think they like Northwestern and Nebraska, which are terrible and they should win. It's like you shouldn't be like, let's just get these two wins against these soft teams and then we'll be fine. Like, no, just I mean, they're wins, but it sucks. But actually, though, confidence booster games are a thing. Dude, you, that, you, know, okay. you know how Kentucky yep. and Duke always play some shitty team in the first few weeks? And they lose. They pay for that. Fun fact for you listeners at oh, home, yeah. in football, oh, yeah. basketball, collegiate sports, I don't know how this works, they pay these really horrible teams to play them as a confidence booster, and that's somehow a legal thing. Like Kentucky basketball, I remember I can't remember where the story came out, but Kentucky basketball will will have this. They'll fork, fork over part of their budget to play just some god awful team because it gets not only the bench the bench players some experience, but it just gives the guys like a feeling of damn we're a good basketball team. It's a mental thing. So maybe those games are going to help. Nebraska sucks. Northwestern definitely sucks. We we okay. should win those two games. They lose to Nebraska. Then we might as well not even play d- in the NIT. D- Write it d- off. D- just just suspend the season for two years mm-hmm. after this. Yeah, or, or or sell the team. Sell the team to Seattle. Which is not possible Pack- in college, but still <laughs> Package do Package deal with the Timberwolves. Yeah, just cre- the sell yeah, them to Seattle. One. It's sell Christmas. Them, sell them to Seattle University or something. It'll some be a Black shit. Friday deal. Um, okay, I am... Uh, I'm gonna buy the Gophers. You oh know? wow, I'm surprised. But this is why when you they're on such a decline that all they can do is go up from here. Right, we, we would think. And yeah. when you play two teams like that, yes, they played some. They played a rough schedule, though. I see both your points, and they but, don't have a healthy team. But I, I don't know. I guess I just think like, and even if even if they don't make the tournament, uh, the Gophers are nit champions. So you you could you could buy them before that tournament. I don't know how much you get how much. Dollars in stock you get out of them winning the NIT. So you're relying on buying them in. It's probably like a high. It's probably like a high five and a fruit roll up. Yep. But uh, you know that's better than Some losing profit. money. So yep. I'm going to buy the Gophers. But the the next one we have on here, guys, really interesting. Uh, Sports Center on TikTok posted a mm-hmm. video of real life Quidditch. It's a bunch of dudes running around on brooms. Unfortunately, to spoil your uh, to spoil the surprise for you Harry Potter fans, brooms do not fly in the air. Uh, that is not physically that's, possible at this time. Real. We have invented the Snuggie. We haven't invented brooms that fly. So it's a bunch of dudes running with brooms between their legs, which you could take. It Sometimes it looks sexual. It's funny. Huh. Uh, but these guys are, like, dunking in these rings. And they're, like... I saw that. Yeah. It was like a posterizer. Like, what are you doing? One dude dunked over the goalie, and it, like, just destroyed the, the structure that was, like, the goal. Yeah. Like, he just fucked this guy up. Yeah. And I said, move the fuck Broke over, Harry, because... Yao Ming is here to just dunk. You're not a wizard, Harry. These guys are. Yeah, more like Anthony Edwards is the wizard of the the wolves. Mm. But 
I mean, I guess I, I knew that people probably played this, but dude, that was intense. Yeah. There was some dunking. These guys are like going between the legs, all while just having a broom between your your legs. I don't know why that part's necessary. I feel like you could probably play the game with just the balls. I'm not going to get into that. Are you Are you going to buy or sell Quidditch, Jake? I'm selling. It's handball with a broom. Okay, it's fucking handball. That's all it is. It's a game out of a, a fantasy, which I'm sure is competitive in the movies and the books. But if they actually flew on brooms, hell yeah, I'm buying. But they're just holding a stick and holding yeah. a ball at this point. We need to Come invent on. flying brooms. Come before. on, it, that's it. I'm selling. AJ, what what are your thoughts? You know what? I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy this. I feel like it, this gives like some of the Harry Potter fans like a athletic into like sports, like. This is something where they can like you know blend the blend the well, and so the, they they won't be picked on in high school exactly yeah they so like a, you know athletic. if you're like you know if you're like into Harry Potter and like weird shit like that but if you're like physical like six four like you stand tall like you can actually like do something with this weird sport that came out of this movie like yeah. that's not real because brooms don't fly it's I'll, a I'll culture, buy it cultural yeah, man you might have a big guy who's like six four. And he was just never into sports as a kid, and his parents respected it. He was always into books and reading, but he read Harry Potter, and there, and he's like, "Damn, I want to play Quidditch." And his parents are like, "Finally, he's using that athletic build for an athletic reason. He's gonna yep. play. He's gonna be the best damn Quidditch player to ever play it, except for Harry. He's the Tom Brady of Quidditch. I don't know if you can beat him. He's he's gonna get a sponsorship to Harvard for Quidditch." That, that's what their parents would That's love. probably the douchiest thing you could ever do in your entire life. It could be one of those things that, like, takes off at, like, Renaissance Festival that you see, and, like, people just, like, get to play it. Like, oh, hey, pay $15, and you get a broom and get to play Quidditch for 30 minutes. Like, Although I, mean, I would, the I, fine I, print I would say the broom does it. not fly, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I probably, it's like, damn it, you're out there, like, you're out there yelling, I thought you're just out there drunk or something. I thought this shit would fly. What the hell's we, going on? Golden video idea. We need to get absolutely tanked and play a game of Quidditch at like a Renaissance festival or anywhere. Yes, or even in like our own one of our own yards or a park somewhere. Like who? We won't drink in the park. We respect allegedly that. Yeah, we might do the paper bag bit. I don't know. Drunk Quidditch would be a blast. But me, I think I'm buying Quidditch too. Once again, I don't know if I mean as something that's so new. It could turn into something. I've heard exactly. people play Quidditch in pools. That would be interesting. That sounds kind of like water polo. It is water polo with the broom. But but what if they wore cloaks and they did the whole tie bit? What if they the, did like the, 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 the get the, up? The scarf. That, yeah, the get, the get up and the whole attire thing. That would add a whole different and, cultural flair to it. And I the guess. ref, instead of wearing black and white stripes, he just had a really long white beard. See, and it doesn't have to be real. Dumbledore. It can just be fake. You just find it, some homeless you're guy. You're playing who... the bit into the Harry Potter world and that, you know, there's that fandom part of it. So, yeah, it would ma- but that's how you'd make it unique. Yeah. And not just handball with, with, a, with a stick between yeah. their legs, you know, whatever. But, no, I mean, there, there's, there's potential for it. I'm just selling, but I can, you know. That's fine. Whatever. Um, Jake, just you're just a bully and you don't like nerds. That's okay. Uh, that's. <laughs> That's that's not what I said. Uh, okay, third one, Joe Buck. Jake, one of Jake's favorite people on the planet Earth. Him and Troy Aikman admitted to drinking tequila during broadcasts. Nah. This is very relatable because we drink during this show. And Boys, what do we No, I'm not even doing that bit. Boys, what do we do? What uh, are we drinking? But these guys admitted to drinking tequila on the air. And, I mean, they, they do pretty well. So, I mean, are you guys buying or selling Joe, Joe Buck after you hear this? Tequila. Jake. You got to do it in his impression, though. Joe Buck, uh, I'm probably, damn, dude, I'm probably selling myself. 
Oh, Box off. Prostitution. Selling myself for prostitution. Well, I just he he. I, I like when he announces like the World Series, but like he just he just irritates me. Like when him and Troy are just up there like fucking drooling over guys like Aaron Rodgers and Zach all these Prescott. guys. And you know so what? Annoying. And you like, know what? That would course. make sense to me. I bet you the tequila, the tequila just totally. You know, I don't know, like. Well, it's just, like a sexual thing, right? It, yeah, I feel like tequila makes you, I don't know, what is the word, hornier, I guess? Makes so, your clothes fall off, according your, to Joe make, Nichols. Make, but. Makes your clothes, so I feel like it only it only adds flames to that, you know what I mean? That it, isn't, it just totally incites even more of him, like, oh, I love Rogers, and that made make sense, <laughs> because you know what? He needs it. That, that's the last thing he should be doing in the broadcast booth, and a lot of the times, he'll just be like, the pass is caught. And you'll just get lazy with that, even lazier with so tequila. So he must be hammered when he says that, right? Yeah, ex- exactly. So it's just going to make – it makes things even worse, I feel like. So and I'm selling Joe Buck even more than before. And, you know, you should just go to porn. Do you think that that's why he's, like, so monotone all the time? Because, like, sometimes they'll just be like, Mitchell, down inside the 25. Boxall. Boxall. <laughs> yeah, I bet Mitchell. What was that one we saw? We saw, like, a video. It was, like, terrible – play-by-play calls it was just like a punt return to a guy named like mitchell or matthews or some shit i forgot who it was doesn't matter but he was he, he was like a he was a decent punt return he went up 40 yards all he would say is his last name like matthews matthews <laughs> matthews taken down at the 40 that okay dude you're it, that would make sense if you're on tequila but if you're not tequila won't resolve that so i'm selling it must get that boring up there, huh? Yeah, seriously, dude. You, 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 you have they got to throw back cocktails. You have uh, the biggest gig. AJ, are you buying or selling Joe Buck? You know what? I'll stay on trend. I'll buy, just because I I really hope he was under the influence when he uh, claimed that Randy Moss did a disgusting act in the end zone. That was just disgusting. That was funny because all, all the Vikings fans were yeah, quoting that, so that article that came stupid. out like, saying that they had been drinking tequila in the booth, and they're like, that's a disgusting act. And I'm like, <laughs> Joey, you deserve that. That's what you get for He did. Because you know if it was a Packers player doing that, he would not have given a shit. No. Oh, no, not if at all. that was Greg Jennings, he would have been like, nice at, ass. At the dome. <laughs> nice ass right there. Oh. So bad. Uh, you know what? I'm buying Joe Buck, dude. I love it. I think I, – I don't see why – Drinking in the workplace shouldn't be a thing. I think it should be a thing. I think some oh, people no. are better at their jobs when they're drunk. It's possible. Yeah, it loosens them up. No, I, I, I don't disagree with that fact. I just you just in, don't like in Joe. In Buck. general, I, I already don't like Joe Buck for a lot of his things. I just think tequila and vape just totally incites more of that or adds flames to the or adds fuel to the fire of already his intense Play, playing and talking about Rogers playing favorites. and playing fair. It just adds even more to that and talk. You just it make him talk. Be more sexual on TV and mm-hmm. say weird shit. Pants Stop. are getting tighter. My pants he, are getting tight right now, Troy. About, yeah, if the Vikings and Gosh. the or if the what happens when the Cowboys and Packers play? Do those two like do like a little kid? They have to pick match, a side. But, or or like, like who are you like being? Are you gonna like root for the Cowboys today? Like what do you? Like, well, yeah, that's so, like their dream. Well, come so true. so yeah. Joe's like. We're doing the Packers today, and then Troy's like, "No, we're doing the Cowboys." No, no, and then they Joe. do they do kind of like a little bitch slap fight. Uh, when it cuts to commercial, and and then and then they they kind of malfunction, or they would malfunction. So that's what they have to do to kill it, to loosen them up, because they wouldn't know who to fucking even. They wouldn't even know how to announce, because they would just totally malfunction like a damn robot. Yeah, exactly. But all right, folks, we're gonna cut to our friend Anthony Lapanta coming on in a little bit here. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, Jake, have you ever heard of an all-in-one sports betting app? No, but I've been I've been looking all over the app store, but I can't find one. 
Well, you must not have looked hard enough. Let me introduce to you a new app called Vigit. You can get connected with like-minded fans and discuss picks and predictions. Oh, like the social media bit, but yeah. for betting. It's like Facebook. Hell yeah. Same story. On top of that, you can legally place bets in all 50 states, which does include Minnesota, compete to win prizes, and you can bet on things like spreads, money lines, over-unders, the whole nine yards. You can win some Amazon gift cards or you name it. Sign up. All you got to do is just simply download the Viget app on Apple App Store or Google Play Store and enter the promo code 10K when you sign up to receive 2,500 coins right off the bat. Once again, that is Viget, V-I-G-I-T, and use the promo code 10K when you sign up. You know, you can use those coins to uh, throw some money on the Harvard versus over-under like me or even the hot dog eating contest. It's a great bit. So download the Viget app today. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. Special guest on with us tonight, we have Anthony LaPanta, Minnesota Wild play-by-play, also the anchor on Twins Live for Fox Sports North. I would also call him the Gordon Ramsay of the Midwest. Would you agree with that statement, Anthony? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. We certainly give it a shot. We enjoy cooking. I'm not, I don't think anything's at his level yet, but we'll, we're getting there. Yeah, I don't know if, yeah. any, if anyone can relate where you're like on Twitter late at night and you're hungry and then you see one a picture Anthony posts and you're like, damn it. There's my appetite back, just like that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, say too, well Anthony, we had a little you... too much time off with the COVID shutdown. Yeah. We had a few more, few more nights in the kitchen than we were expecting, and we've actually we were just talking about it last night as we were making dinner. That you know we're we basically had about 300 of the last 315 dinners in our house because we can't go anywhere else anyway, even if we wanted to. So it's a good thing we have a little variety. Well, I was going to ask too. Have you ever done the the? I don't know if you call it the bit. I mean, but where you tweet at Gordon Ramsay your dish, see if he rates it or he tweets it. I don't know if you've ever done he that. He tears apart everyone. He tears though. apart everybody. Doesn't matter. Yeah, who it is. no, I haven't done that. We did have. I had somebody else that replied to a tweet and challenged Gavin Kaysen, who's one of the great local chefs, and said, "Hey, why don't? How about you two guys cook off?" And I want to be one of the judges. And they threw out a couple other names for people that they wanted to be the judges and said, we'll, we'll get it organized. It'll be in his kitchen. And Gavin, who I happen to know personally, and is a great guy. And he, he's the chef at spoon and stable, which is one of my favorite restaurants in town. And he replied right away saying, yep, I'm in, I'll do it. You bring your knives and, and let's get after it. So that's the closest thing to that. We never actually did it, but it would be fun. You could do a whole Rocky montage when you're training. Except it's for cooking. He, he, right. He'd probably, uh, you said he's like a head chef. He'd probably be like the uh, Dolph Lundgren gym, and you'd be more of like the Rocky in the cabin type thing. But Right, with the log over it. my shoulder. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we could give you, it a shot. Yeah. That'd be fun. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover it as ten thousand steaks. That's... Well, we, we can. Well, if that's like an actual cookoff event, we can be the uh, we can be the commentators. We could be the uh, yeah. talent for we'll that. We'll do play by play. We'll How do play by play. Oh, look at that flip of the steak! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be good. We just have to make sure that we keep our fingers safe that day because that would be a bad one. It'd be a bad day to slice off the fingertip trying to keep up with Gavin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would probably, I'd probably get lost in the action. I wouldn't, I wouldn't catch the shot filming. But uh, <laughs> have you ever seen that video of Kirk Cousins where he's grilling the steak in the tinfoil? You probably cringed at that one, huh? He's, he has it. On I have no. Okay, well that's in probably tinfoil? your nightmare, right? Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, because he didn't want the juices yeah. to get out. He kind of missed nah. it. No, 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 no. It's that's bad. And and you might as well if you're going to do that, just get, make a hamburger. Yeah. 
I, I think that's the most Kirk thing to do. Yeah, if probably. You, is. I mean, that makes sense for Kirk. He's you probably know, doing cook it in, like that. And uh, white calf socks and flip flops as well to go full. Uh, <laughs> To go full uniform, but what's what's the best thing you've been cooking lately? I know you've been you've been working a lot. You're at the X right now for the game, but yeah, I mean my my favorite is my go to is steaks, and I, I love the we the Akiyushi steaks are the best. So when we have them, which we had last night, that's the way we go. But I actually, I think the best thing I the two things I've added lately to the to the cookbook, so to speak, even though it's a mythical cookbook because it's all just mentally. Well, you is don't want to give your secrets away, so that's... Well, I actually, you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's not that. It's more just that I don't take the time to write anything down, so it's all just make it up as you go along, and we've... Yep. So, and there's two of them that have that would kind of define that. One is, we call it the world's greatest chicken sandwich, and the we just made them on Wednesday night. It was my fourth attempt, and I think now I've got it. It's They're awesome sandwiches. It's a... A little bit of a just kind of a pan fried chicken breast and avocado tomato pickle, uh, spicy mayo that's homemade. That's a like a actual, it's a healthy mayo, like no actual yeah. crap in it. And then it's got a slaw, a homemade slaw that's uh, like a citrusy vinegary slaw that um, it's awesome. So anyway, the the world's greatest chicken sandwich is one of the new additions. And then I came up with this new sauce for seafood we had it on scallops a couple weeks ago and had it on jumbo shrimp last night that's uh that i really like so those are the two like new additions that are that just have been recent add-ons to the lapanta family menu and so far we're big fans but uh, the world's greatest chicken sandwich is going to stick for a while this one that's is this is one of my new favorites so this is a bold claim you're saying you could go head to head with chick-fil-a popeyes the whole the whole gang (laughs) That could that could be your second cook off. Bring it on! Bring Giants. it on! I'm ready. Yeah, it's like a different league. It almost sounds like Anthony that you could you could join like one of those cooking competition shows, like Top Chef or or Chopped or whatever it is. Oh yeah, we could have like yeah. a whole. <laughs> I don't know. It's you know I've I've watched a couple of those and I'm not not enough to really even fully understand their concept. But one of them I watched one night was like where it was a race and. And that I think I could handle because we ra- we're scrambling all the time in the kitchen. Like we had a, yeah. we had a, uh, we did the feast of seven fishes at Christmas time. It's an old, it's the Italian Italian tradition for Christmas Eve dinner. We did it on the twenty third, but seven different kinds of fish, and our family of six was together. And to try to make sure that like all of them were done at exactly the same time. Like that is the one part of cooking that I'm relatively confident in my ability. Like I can time all that stuff to make sure it's all ready. And, but we were racing in the kitchen, like, you know, grab that pan, move that pan over there. The shallots have to get in there right now. Somebody's got to run out to the grill and Speed flip the snapper. I mean, yeah. it was, it was pretty good. But see, that's, that's kind of how I do it because I don't know how people find all the time in the day to like cook something, how they spend hours preparing. I, that's, I can't do it. So even if I was eating something, you know, on the fancier side, I, I would try to cook it as fast as I could. I'd probably have to get in an athletic position to do it. Yeah, but. well, and it's sometimes it's not like it, it isn't necessarily that you're trying to cook it fast. It's that you have to act fast because something is in order to get this done at the same time as that and the same time as that. Oh, you got a takes, lot going on. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's ah. what I'm saying. Yeah, so like you got, hey, this is going to take 25 minutes. So I know that's got to get on the stove at this time. 
in order for it to be done. And this is going to take seven minutes. So we got to get that when, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of scrambling going on and my kids are always willing to help. So it's, we have some fun with it, but that, so the cooking show I watched, like they were under the gun, like when the clock hit zero, they had to throw their plate on the, you know, to the judges and that part of it, I think I might be able to handle as far as like what the quality would be. I don't know if I'm at their level or not, but I know I'd have it done on time to set in front of them. Might not be with more than about four seconds to spare, but I'd have it. Well, what, when are you going? When are you going to teach uh, Fallness some of these uh, cooking tactics? Had to cover it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, when the guy you got a guy who eats like it's an idea of a gourmet meal when he goes to McDonald's and gets the Happy Meal. I mean, that's not you know, it's just. Sometimes people just don't appreciate it. So we're going to stick to the crowd that we like and the crowd that enjoys it. And I don't know. We'll see. I see him around here sometimes and, you know, they bring out the hot dogs and chips. He's in heaven. So it's perfect. <laughs> he's sneaking around trail of hot yeah, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. He's just waiting over there for the guy to show up so he can grab a couple extra and throw them in his pockets. I think he's yeah. probably like that, that first guy over there to come by and tell everybody, Hey, there's hot dogs over there. Right. Right. It's the first guy to announce that's it. Like Bubba. Yeah. It's yeah, the same that's, guy. That's same. Well, and, person. uh, and what we were going to say is, uh, I think you commented on one of our podcast clips about falling, this being banned. And you said that is quote unquote, not a bit, which I think is it's probably not the a first, bit. First a time on the show that we've not had a bit. So that, that, uh, <laughs> that does break some sort of record. Yeah, No, it's not a bit. He has never been invited. will never be invited. He, he was near the bottom of the list to start with, and he fell even further when he you know, started repeatedly posting a picture of a tree that fell on my grill. So yeah. he's out. Yeah, that's probably a pretty traumatic experience for you. I can't blame you. What about his yeah. hashtag that's uh, hashtag mute TV? Do you think that's a, a feasible thing for the average sports fan? Well, I mean, if you want to go back into the dark ages, I mean, right now we <laughs> – we have moving pictures on tele. You can, you can enjoy things on television. I mean, I, yep. I love listening to sports on the radio. I did when I was growing up, but that was because the games weren't all on TV. I mean, now they're on TV. So, you know, yep. there's, you got radio irrelevancy and, or you have TV where you can watch it and see it and enjoy it. So I guess, you know, if, if you're driving in the car and you, not safe to be watching you know video while you're driving then go ahead and listen to the radio and other than that you know once you're at home and you're ready to watch why in the world would you listen to the radio <laughs> it's it's a second tier it's like a second tier sports you know experience it's visual it's TV well that goes but then first. like 1960 happened so that's yeah we had the tv unfortunately exactly are, are you aware of uh fullness's uh what does he take pictures of his feet yeah i've just seen the fullness foot pictures the fullness foot pictures no, I'm He's not aware of, of that. Thankfully, feet. yeah, may, may, maybe you, you know that's probably a good thing. I, I yeah. well, how often do we see? We just see a picture on our Twitter feed, just that, falling sitting up in the booth at the XL, and we just see his feet. Yep, it's like, oh, okay. He's, he is that right? Is, is this a real thing? This, this yeah, is, this is legit. Yeah, well, I guess he, oh. uh, he he was at a, his kid's baseball game or something, and his foot got in a picture, and people were just roasting him about it. So now he, his feet have to be in in his photo, but. Enough on fallness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all right. Yeah, let's move on the, to relevant topics. <laughs> yes. This is speaking of relevant, this is probably my favorite story that you're involved in. You did tell it on our stream back in May, but we have a lot more listeners now that need to hear it. The Burt Bly Levin gaff with a few F bombs in a matter of five seconds on Twins post game. Just kind of tell that story again from your point of view, because it's absolute gold and, and the and the viewers need to hear it. Yeah, it was 
can't remember the year for sure. It was late, late, like 2000s, like maybe 2006, seven, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I was filling in for Dick Bramer doing play by play for the twins in New York on a Sunday afternoon. And we were doing our little open before the, the show, before the game. I mean, it's only five minutes, maybe four minutes in length. And it was a couple segments. Bert thought it was taped. It was live. And so he's, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what I had tossed him, but he was, he was then talking through a video package and he was, we were basically previewing the game as a matchup at the time. Joe Maurer was in the batting race with Derek Jeter. So he was talking about, we're going to see two of the best hitters and Derek Jeter did this on Friday and this on Saturday and Joe Maurer did this. Well, he stumbled and he got behind the video and so then all of a sudden he just says, and well, we're going to have to do the whole effing thing over again. Cause I just <laughs> effed it up and I just kind of froze and looked at him. My producer's yelling in my ear, like, what, what did he just say? What did just do something? And I was like, well, uh, Bert, we're live. And, oh, we're live. I didn't realize. <laughs> so then he, he keeps talking and the, one of the, one of the funnier parts of the story was my son, Vinny, who would have been, you know, I don't know, maybe eight, some eight, nine years old at home at the time. So I get a text from my wife and this is, you know, this is so, so it's a Sunday day game in New York. So it's probably noon back in the twin cities. And she texts me and says, Hey, Vinny just came in the kitchen and said, Bert swore on TV. And I was like, uh, yep, Vinny's right. It's, yep, that's exactly that what happened. Nope. Yep. Yeah. So it was, uh, that was, it was a day I'll never forget. And we still, I, in fact, the guy who was the producer, is uh he i just worked with him again he doesn't work in the twin cities anymore he's now the producer for the chicago white Sox, and we just worked a couple college football games together during the pandemic in november and we so we were out in vegas together for one weekend and then we were in reno nevada another weekend and one of the nights we were sitting in the casino after the show and that story came up because like my analyst had never heard it. And, and it was just funny being back with him again to hear the story from both of our perspective and, you know, yeah. what he was dealing with. Cause he's got the big wigs in LA calling him in the truck. Like, Hey, you got, this is Bert's got to say this, he's got to do this. We got to retract this. We got to apologize for this. And so he's dealing with all that. And, and I was just trying to keep Bert from worrying about the fact that he was likely to be disciplined maybe suspended it turned out they did suspend yeah, him for a week and, yeah. right and so i was just yeah. trying to i didn't want him to worry about it and so i had made a little tote board like consecutive half innings since bert last swore and i was hey bert we're up to seven you know good for you <laughs> nice. and congratulations and trying to kind of make a joke of it to to keep him going and but it you know i mean that's that's bert he's a he's a funny guy he's he's got a little bit of a foul mouth to him and it's yeah. a mistake you can't make. I mean, in all seriousness, when you're in this business, you cannot, you have to assume that the microphone is live all the time. And, yeah. and you also have to know what time it is. So you have to know that, okay, it's, it's one o'clock. I mean, we're on live right now and it's, it was a, it was a bad mistake. Now we can kind of look back on it and laugh. And actually one of the, there was a guy who was, who used to produce all the, TV commercials for the twins who had an awesome idea that never made it to the air 
so I can share it with you guys now. He, cause he had called me and said, Hey, would you be up for being a part of this commercial? So if, I don't know if you guys remember, like the twins had some great commercials, like when they first were opening target field, they had the one where Anaheim came to town and the guy got his tongue stuck on the flagpole and yep. they had, so there was this line of commercials. They had like the, the moving company, they were hitting balls and like Bro, Morno and Maurer were hitting home runs out of the new yep. target field and hit one through a guy's windshield yeah. and Tom Kelly walks by and, oh, that's a shame. You know, so, I mean, it was, they had these great commercials. So he calls me one off season and said, hey, I got this idea for a commercial. Would you be up for it? So the gist of the commercial was going to be the bus for the Twins Winter Caravan pulls up in some nondescript, you know, at some stop sign. And the camera just shows like a typical Minnesota slush curb puddle, you know, like you got everywhere downtown for basically, you know, five months out of the year here where it's just you that know, gray you know, shit, you know? Yeah. Exactly. So the guy, sorry about that. So the guy, they were going no, to show like, swear on this show. So you're, okay, you're good. good. So yep. the guy, they're showing the guys get off the bus and they just keep showing like the feet only like jumping over this puddle. And then all of a sudden you get one foot that steps right in the middle of the puddle and he just blurts out, you know, cusses and they pan up and it's Bert. And then they, they wanted to have me like lean out the window of the bus and say, but Bert, we're live. And, you know, so I, I thought it would have been a great commercial. The the twins at the time thought it was a little too soon, a little, Mm. I, yeah, I, I assume. Sure. I mean, I never talked to anybody with the twins for why they didn't do it, but it, I thought it was a brilliant idea. It would have been a great commercial. And the real ones would have understood it. Yeah. And, but you, you know what? I mean, right. a lot of people might not get it to this day, but you could, you should just do it now. I mean, yeah. maybe it's, well, I mean, it's not as much. You know, now it's, it's old enough news. Now this was, yeah. I can't remember how many years after it, maybe it was like two or three years after it had happened. So the twins, I think were probably just worried that, you know, it's a little too fresh and, we don't want to offend, you know, there probably were some people who didn't find it funny and, you know, so it, it it's okay. But anyway, I just thought it was a, it would have been a funny no, I'm commercial. Gonna be, I'm going to be dead honest with you, Anthony. We probably use that line like daily in here. It's, some, oh. someone always blurts it out. Oh, we're live. I didn't know that. Like and just, then, and then Tory <laughs> Hunter went seven Hunter for 10, yeah. like just <laughs> right. so normal. Right. It's like, but, it's, but every time you see it, you hear a gaffe happen on the air like that. It, it's always followed up with something like fourth down and nine. Like, like the, there, there's always something so awkward or like someone's trying to put it back yeah, on how, track. How do you recover? You, you don't recover from you, that. You just got to keep going. Yeah. You, there's just, you can't, you're not going to respond. Bert, you just swore on live TV when yeah. you're live. You're right. well, now you're going. putting more attention on it. So you, but, yeah. yeah just, and I mean, we, all you can do at that point is apologize for it and move on. But it's, it, uh, it, you know, I mean, it's funny because I get asked about that. I, you know, for sure, I, I'm going to say it's for sure in the top all time. I, I get asked about it probably as much as any game or broadcast I've ever done. But even to this day, which is 15 years later, I still get asked about it, you know, probably I'd say once a month or something. I'll have somebody yeah. come up and sure. say, hey, I just I mean, saw this clip or I just I, somebody just retweeted this. I mean, what, what, the, what was the story with that? And it is funny how long of a life it's had. We uh we tweet it every year from the day it happened. I think we've been yep, pretty good about that for like the last two years. We it, always make it, sure it resurfaces. Well, it's it's arguably like the the Bill O'Reilly moment of sports. You know, yeah, like, we're live. Fuck it, we're doing we're it live. Doing it live. It's, <laughs> it's the sports version of that. So I, I don't know. Have you have you talked to like 
does Bert talk about it? I mean, would he? T- would he? Is he open about is it? Is he or? open about it? Would he talk about it if you asked? Obviously, him he got it? in some trouble for that. Yeah, yeah, fun to deal with. But well, yeah, I mean, you know, he and I have talked about it many yeah. times over the years. Um, I don't know that. I don't think it's his proudest moment for sure. And, yeah. you know, I, I think he probably just downplays it now to, I haven't really heard people ask him about it publicly and you know, that's, I, I'm sure he'd just assume the story yeah. goes away and he'd like to be remembered for about a million other shows that he's done other than that one. Yeah. Well, and out of all the broadcasts that you do, like, what percentage of that is one broadcast? It's incredible how you guys can go without accidentally dropping an F-bomb every now and then because I know I do it. But kind of on that same topic, Brodeen's F-bomb this year with Gorg. Uh, I mean, th- you know, just yeah. another good good example of it, just, how it, it just happens. happens. Yep. It's it, beautiful. It does, and it's, you know, and he immediately apologized. And, you know, I mean, it, we I remember another – we had Thomas Vanek who did the same thing one time in a – you know, I think it might've even been with Gorg. It was in a post-game interview and, or an intermission interview. It was an intermission interview and he was describing a goal and, you know, kind of said the same thing. And it's, I, I mean, sometimes it's, it's such a normal conversational, uh, just a part of the vocabulary for a lot of these guys that you can understand how it just slips sometimes. And especially oh, yeah. Yeah. when you're in the heat of the moment, you're where you're sweaty, you're in your gear. I mean, yeah. those guys don't have conversations with each other on the ice very often that don't involve, yeah, you know, so dropping so. F-bombs and their yeah. adjectives, nouns, and verbs in the same sentence possibly. And yeah. so it, it, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often in those settings. Obviously our microphones pick it up on the ice sometimes and probably more so now in empty yeah. arenas, and even that, you know, we're really, we're trying to watch for it because, you know, I mean, we can kind of laugh and joke about it, but the reality is it's, you know, you got, you got kids watching these games at home and it's, mm-hmm. there's not, it isn't right. It's not, it, there's not a good place for it in these shows. And, you know, I mean, this is, it, you know, it's not a podcast. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not after dark TV. So it's, yeah, we do have to be exactly. careful about it and it's, well, sometimes it makes some of us chuckle. Yeah. We also have to respect the fact that there's a lot of people out there who are more offended by it than humored by it. Well, here's a proposed idea. You know how the NFL did uh, the Nickelodeon version of football? Why don't we do an adult version of hockey? Where yep. authentic, like authenticity. The, this is what they're actually saying on the ice. Like, this guy just called this guy chicken shit. Like, you can say that over the air because you checked the box that said you're 18 when you watch it. Set it up on pay-per-view HBO. Yeah. Well, you know, we've joked about that a few times. Like, when we'd be sitting in the studio after doing a pre- or post-game show, and and as we sit and watch the game, which I do like during the baseball season, and I love it, we'll sit in the – do the pregame show. And then I sit in the studio and watch the game with Tim Laudner or Royce Molly or somebody. And I mean, the, those two and a half, three hours of watching the game, it's fascinating to me. I learned so much about the game, but we've talked about it a number of times. Like as we're sitting there watching the game, we're like two guys in the bar. So our commentary is a little bit different than what the one is that's going over the air. Yeah. And, yeah. and we've joked about that sometimes, like, you know, be nice if you could just throw the mic in here and have this be the show, but who knows? It's, I'm sure someday we're going to get to these spots where people can select their audio. Do you want to have the normal broadcast or do you want to have the two guys sitting at the corner bar unfiltered? I mean, I'm (laughs) sure I wouldn't shock me if, 
some, I mean, we've already got spots now where people can like go and direct their own broadcast basically and pick their own camera angles and everything. I mean, who's to say we won't be there with announcers sometime soon. Well, uh, do you guys remember, I don't know if you saw the video where Kel- Kevin Harlem like commentated. A yeah, guy who was I did see that. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, if someone does that on the ice, you have to do it for the, for the wild. <laughs> you have to do your own play by play. Yeah. Freaking guy on the ice. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I think it's unlikely to happen in a hockey rink, but we'll see. Or we've seen those old videos of like, this would probably never happen anymore, but like literally hockey players starting to get in brawls with the fans. Yeah, where a fan jumps over the penalty box. Slap shot or something where they're climbing up there, hit them with the keys to the camper. Yeah, well, I think I don't remember if it was Buffalo or it was the Ranger. It was back in the day. A fan got on the ice and started fighting someone. And they were and the whole team is just wailing on him on the bench. And they were describing it in one of the post games. And the players like, "Yeah, I got give the guy credit. He hung in there for fifteen good ones." That's just what you know. <laughs> you got to see these days. But, Not hockey isn't as violent. Make hockey violent again. You know, with fans, no, no. With, with fans, if no. if they choose that, that's their choice. That's their choice. We're not endorsing it. If you want to get involved in the fight, you can do that. Yeah. Well, uh, I kind of want to flash back to your past a little bit, Anthony. I know you. We know about this. You've talked to us about this, but we obviously have listeners that might not, you know, know so much about this now. But your first gig, I think you talked to us about back like I don't know, thirty years ago, was you did like a ringette. You like announced or called a ringette, <laughs> and, yeah. and here you are now. You know announcing an NHL yeah. team you're the head play-by-play guy for Minnesota Wild I mean that's just I mean how do you how do you go from being the ringette guy to yeah, how was, the wild well announcing? we got to start first how 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 did the game work again I remember it was yeah what yeah it was, it's um it it's I have I might not remember all the details of the rules but it was yeah, this was that was one of the low points of a broadcasting career for sure. It, it was I'll never forget the so I had been doing high school games, uh, volunteering at local cable companies, and I think at that time I had been hired. So I was probably I don't know I, my first like hired job with them when they were paying me fifty bucks a week to do two high school games and then do a weekly high school sports show called Prep Sports Weekly. That was it, was, and it was awesome. I loved it, but they decided they were going to do the World Ringette Tournament. So I had done a lot of other stuff. I mean, I had done the like high school volleyball, wrestling, soccer, football. You, if you could think of a sport, I've probably done it at one time. I did the International Special Olympic Soccer Tournament. I did the the USA Cup Soccer Tourney. I did the state wrestling tournament, and so that one year they were going to do the World Ringette Tournament. And ringette was like the precursor to women's hockey. So it was played by women, but they played with like a broom handle. So it was their stick didn't have a blade on either end. And the puck or the ring was like a rubber ring. I don't know. Let's say maybe a little bit bigger than a puck probably uh, in diameter. But it was a it was a rubber ring and they would like they could. I don't remember the rules, but they could skate like so many strides with the ring and then they'd have to pick it up and fling it or they can slide it on the ice to a teammate. And, and so the bottom line is it was the United States hosted the world ringette tournament. So they got to put a team in it and it was big in, in Europe at the time. So the final four was Sweden, Russia, Czechoslovakia, and the U S and the U S only was in it because they were the host. They were terrible. <laughs> and I was like, I'll do it, but I don't know anything about it. They said, that's okay. We got this gal from the 
from the United States Ringette Foundation or Federation or whatever they were called at the time. She will be your color guy. So we do the first semifinal game and it was uh, the Russians against the Czechs and, you know, seven to five or something. And so then the next game is the U.S. against Sweden and the U.S. gets beat like, you know, 19 to zero or 19 to one or something. I mean, it was just they got absolutely crushed. So I drive home and the next night I go down there to do the gold medal game and my analyst didn't show up because she was so pissed off at how the U S had played the day before that she like, just so they, up, up in arms with how bad they were performing. Have you got I guess. And so a little like, bit? <laughs> there was, the, I, she didn't, she just didn't come and I never talked to her. So I have no idea. Maybe she thought we were only going to do the gold medal game. If the U S was in it or something, I, I really don't, I don't know. But the bottom line is, so I had to do the championship game by myself. It's Russia against Sweden. There's nobody from either side that speaks English. So I couldn't like, really get any information from them before the game i didn't yeah. really understand all the rules so i mean some their whistle would blow and i well something just happened, happened but, guys something right happened. let's see if and, this develops yeah and so the bottom line is the next year women's hockey kind of came to america so thankfully ringette never really caught on but i remember driving home from wakota arena what was then called wakota arena in south st paul that night and driving home in my car, and, and honestly, I can vividly remember the thought in my mind, like, I thought someday I was going to be announcing Stanley Cup hockey games, and instead I'm doing world ringette stuff by myself on tape-delayed local cable television. I, I don't know if this is going to work out. I mean, it's, the, it's honest to God, it's the only time I've ever can consciously remember the thought of, like, maybe this isn't, maybe I'm not going to make it. And I mean, I had dreamed of calling like the seventh game of a Stanley cup playoff series. I'd called all of them playing street hockey in my street and, you know, mythical games and called the little table hockey games against my brothers and stuff. And it was all more exciting than this world ringette game I had just done. And it was, that was a low point night for me for sure. And thankfully, thankfully things have gone, turned, turned a little better for me. Yeah. Well, Over, to go full yeah. circle, maybe Bert should have announced uh, Ringette because of the tape delay. <laughs> yeah. So that would, yeah, would, yeah, that's exactly. true. Yeah, <laughs> would have prevented the swearing. Over, overcoming yeah. adversity at its finest, though, I would say. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, and you know, look, I did a whole bunch of games, and I've always told people, like, I have people call me to, hey, can you come and speak to our class and give them advice? And, and I have a lot of, like, college grads that'll say, like, you know, how did you get to where you are? And I'm like, look. If, if that's the question you're asking, this probably isn't the line of work for you. I can mm-hmm. give you some advice on how to prepare for a show, how to the kind of things that I do to get ready every night for a broadcast. But if you're looking for like, what's the path to get there? There is no path. It's everybody's path is different. And mm-hmm. for me, what it, what I always strive to do, and I still do to this day is like, I tried to make every game sound like the seventh game of the Stanley cup finals. So if we were doing a Hill Murray white bear hockey game or a Blaine versus Coon Rapids girls basketball game, I, I tried to make it a big deal because I always felt like, well, to the people playing, it's a big deal. And yeah. therefore to people watching, it's a big deal. Otherwise they wouldn't be watching. So 
I never wanted to make it sound like I'm doing a you know high school soccer game where there's 34 people in the stands and it's raining. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I never wanted it to be like that. So even the ringette, I mean, I tried to like I, I told him I'd do it, but I want it to be good. So I got to get an analyst that knows what's going on because I, I can memorize names and numbers. But I mean, I had done the wrestling. I didn't know anything about wrestling, but I, I studied it up and I learned what I could and. And then I had a great analyst. I, I did the state wrestling tournament with a guy named Jim Bishi one time, and he was phenomenal. He knew everybody. And so all I had to do was make sure I knew the rules, the signals, and so that I could describe what was happening and then just get out of the way and let him go. But I knew to everybody that was watching the wrestling tournament, they were going to think it was it was a huge deal. So, yeah, I mean, I was never going to – I never ever – I can honestly say I've never just – mailed it in where because i thought the event didn't matter to me that i was going to bring less than at least my best so you know that's that's one piece of advice that i always give to people and like i I i'd like to think that helped me land where i am that the fact that when i went to do the world ringette tournament i wasn't just going to show up and wing it i was trying to get prepared yeah i just couldn't speak swedish or russian so it's problematic well, that's the inspirational part, folks. If you're out there going for something and you're in your ring at right now, keep going. Yeah, don't <laughs> half-ass <laughs> it. If you're doing that right. damn ring at game, call it like it's the game seven of the Stanley Cup, where oh, millions yeah. of people are watching. Well, and it. that's that's how the people. That's how a sport like that actually does, would grow, though, is if announcers are taking yeah. it seriously. I mean, well, if tell, a sport the, is new, and, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I had one other. I did have one time where it actually tangibly led directly to a chance for me. I was, I got a call one summer from a guy at KFN and he was like, Hey, we're going to do MIC football games of the week next fall. And I'm wondering if you're interested. And you know, I was an MIC guy. I went to St. John's and I had, I had done St. John's games on the radio while I was up there. I had since done like a, a weekly show on John Gillardi for a couple of years. So I was connected to the league and I was like, I absolutely am the guy for this job. And, but these were the kind of jobs that, you know, back then, communication internet was more limited like i would read about these things in the paper after they hired somebody and i'd always be like how the i didn't even know that was the job was available i'd have been perfect for that and so when this guy offered it to me and we got done talking and i was like yes i want to do it and and all the conversation ended i said well hey can i add just out of curiosity like how did you find me how did you how did you even know who i was and he said, I was at the state high school hockey tournament last year at the old St. Paul Civic Center. And I was watching the class A third place game. And it was Eveleth against somebody. I can't remember who it was. But and he said, I was standing there and, and there's, you know, I don't know if you guys were ever in the old Civic Center, but it like there were in the press box, there were two rows of seats on each side of like the main TV booth. And during these state tournaments, there might be. 12 radio stations all doing the game but nobody had their own booth you were just sitting out on these rows of tables and but i mean there's a radio station from eveleth there's one from duluth there's one from mankato i mean there and and i was doing the game for some station in the twin cities i don't even remember which station i was working for that year but he said i stood and i wandered around that press box and stood behind a bunch of broadcasts and he said i kept coming back to this guy calling the game and then when i found out i think it might have been working for wdgy which was like a like a hundred watt station in woodbury where you had to you would have had to be driving like within you know six blocks of the radio station to hear it but he said i I, this guy like 
he knew every player. He knew everything about these players. He's throwing in information about that this guy just did this on this night, and this guy had this in the section final. And he said it sounded like I was listening to a Stanley Cup playoff game, and it was Eveleth against you know whoever in this Class A game. And I said, if I ever need a guy, that's the guy I want to call. And so I never met him that day. I never knew he was listening, but three months later, he called me and offered me this job to do football. And, and it was, it's one story where you can actually point to just making sure that that night I made, I tried to make that, well, that game sound goal. as big time yeah. as I could. And you yeah, there it. we go. Yeah. That's huge. I, I, I was going to say like, but going back to that point of like not half-assing it and going into, going into games, even if you don't know a lot, like my, I did, I did some play-by-play in college <laughs> And yeah. they they knew I was interested in it and like I wanted to do it, but they want to like get you involved in the background during the semester, like doing utility work and stuff before you get involved with it. The guy who did girls soccer got sick or something. They told me like three hours before the game, like you want to do play by play, right? I'm like, yeah. All right, you're doing soccer today. I'm like, oh. what? I I'm, I know a little bit about girls soccer. I don't. I mean, I know a lot of know a little about soccer in general. I don't know a lot about this team. I'm just showing up there rushing and prepping. And I was just, I, I was out there like I did, I did okay. But like I, when, when they scored, I used the word penetrate a lot. I used the word battle. Cause a lot of it was just back and forth. I'm like, I, I know offsides partially. And every time they scored, I'd be like, she shoots, she scores. Like it was a damn it's hockey like game. Hockey. <laughs> I'm like, this is just doesn't sound like a soccer <laughs> broadcast, but thankfully I had a, an excellent, like, uh, uh, I think her name was, Haley Halverson, I think, was her name, but she was a woman soccer player. My God, if I did not have her, that that saved me so much. But yeah. it was just so intimidating. I had the same. I had the same thing. They asked me one year if I would do the International Special Olympic Soccer Tournament, and they, it was being hosted at Blaine that year. That the the Special Olympics were here in the cities. I can't remember the year, but. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but the bottom line is they asked me if I could do it. I was like, you know, I really don't know anything about soccer, but I'll, I'd be happy. They said, don't worry. We've got an analyst who's great. I was like, all right. So I show up and my analyst is Seamus Mallon. And I had never heard of Seamus Mallon, but it turns out Seamus Mallon had done the world cup for ABC, like the previous year. He was the, his normal job was he was the analyst for the New York cosmos in, you know, I think at that time it was still the old North American soccer league, but whatever, like they were the premier team in the United States in that league. And I don't know how they got him to come here and do these games, but, and so we were doing the game and it was Cameroon, no, it wasn't Cameroon. I don't even remember who was playing, but it was like, it's our first show. And we were doing the, the special Olympics had, they played for like a week to then classify the teams into six levels because every country had a different definition of like what handicapped was. So for some, like they were in the special Olympics because they like had ADD basically. And then for, you know, at the low level, it was, it was people that were more significantly handicapped, but they didn't know how to do that. So they would play for like a week and then classify teams and say, okay, these guys are, are in level one, level two, up to level six. And level six was the least handicapped. It was like, it it was, they were really talented. It was like, they might just have anger issues. Like I remember a guy getting like whistled for a foul and he just booted the ball, like, 
into the crowd. You know, I mean, that was so it was that kind of so, handicap. Yeah, they they had different. Lo- that's interesting, right? How you, so, how you facilitate that as yeah, a league, right? As a tournament. And so the first game we're doing is the gold medal game in like the level four because we only did the four, five, and six. And so they're you know they're handicapped, but but still like very capable of playing. It was a high level of soccer. Mm-hmm. We start the game and all of a sudden, like the first ball gets kicked down the field and he, and all of a sudden Seamus Mallon with this heavy Irish accent is like, Oh, this is just like the center drive by Cameroon in the 94 world cup. And I was like, what in the world? I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm hoping to just get the guy's names right. And I got, and yeah. so the rest of that show it was like we got to the first commercial break and I turned to him. I said, you talk whenever you want to talk and I'll fill yeah. in when there's dead airspace yeah. and that's it. And it was it was I that was it just reinforced what I had t- talked about before, where it was like, this is such a big deal to him that, you know, I mean, I owe it to him to make sure when I get here tomorrow, I know everybody's name and number so that I don't ever screw up because he's going to be ready at a high level. And, you know, so it's. I think all those experiences are great. And, you know, the thing that your example hit home a little bit, because when I was working for KABL was the name of the cable company in White Bear Lake, really creatively named. I wanted our prep sports (laughs) weekly show to look like sports center. Yep. Nobody else there. I shouldn't say nobody, very few guys there really cared. They, when it was five o'clock, they punched the clock and went home. So, I did everything for the show. I learned how to edit. And I mean, I never went to school for any of that stuff because, you know, I, I was just wanted to be the announcer guy. So I never had, I learned how to edit. I learned how to build graphics. I, I did all the research. I wrote the shows. My dad and I built the desk for it so that it looked like a sports center desk. And, you know, I, I went in there and like learned how to do the lighting to make it all look great. And I wanted the show to look like sports center. And interestingly, like one of the guys that I, so I wanted to get analysts that were knowledgeable. One of the guys I called was Kevin Gorg and got him to come and be my hockey analyst. And yeah, so it was, there were, I, I understand what you're talking about when you say like you had to learn all of it. Well, it makes you better because now to this day, like I have an idea what it takes to, for those guys in the truck to do what they're doing. So even though the equipment is totally different now, I, I, I see it through their eyes a little bit. And I think that helps both of us. It, it makes me better at what I do. And I still like, I built, I write all the graphics for our shows and try to write them in a form. So they don't have to do any work instead of just sending them an email, like, Hey, why, let's build a graphic on the wilds power play the last seven games. Well, now they'd have to go do the research. So instead of doing that, I put the graphic together. Here's how I think it could work. We have really talented people in our truck here. Like our, our show is, I'll put it up there with any, for sure, any local show. And most of you watch hockey on NBC, their national shows, uh, the production level for ours is better. Our guys are outstanding and they're really creative with it. But I like to minimize their work and say, here's 25 graphics. I think we maybe could use tonight. We might only use five of them, depending on what happens in the game, but I still prepare it every night and try to prepare it so that they it's plug and play for them. And you know, yeah. I, I think that I think that it's invaluable experience to learn all that behind the scenes stuff. It's got to be super awesome to have a play by play guy who understands the whole production holistically, because exactly that way, you know, you're not just like, all right, you guys figured out, you know, you kind of understand what they need to do and how much time it takes. And and kind of from their point of view, I'd imagine they, they probably appreciate that greatly compared to having a guy who's like, I'm just here to talk. 
So, so yeah, yeah. no idea what you guys go you guys through. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt. And like it's that. a two way street. Cause those guys are, you know, they're, they're really good at what they do. And like our graphics guy is, he's unbelievably talented. He was, he, so when I send him this stuff, then he dresses it up and does the mm-hmm. cutouts of the players and makes it artistic and everything. And that I can do the statistical side and do the research for him. And, and I'm, I'm good with numbers. I'm, you know, even just today, Ryan Carter is doing the game with me tonight and we're talking back and forth about some things we want to talk about. Well, I always just tell him, look, you tell me what you'd like to talk about. I'll do the research to find the stats to support you. I can do it a lot faster than you can. And instead of you wasting two hours trying to find out how many goals per 60 minutes, Victor Rass scores compared to other members of the wild, just shoot me a text. I can look it up fast. I know how to manipulate those sites because I spend time on them. And that way you can focus on building a video package that supports what you're trying to say. And so, you know, in fact, that that was our interaction today because we're coming off of a, a night where Victor Rask had a big night. We're going to talk about him tonight. So I came up with a couple of graphics that will support what he wants to talk about. And then he went through some old video and Hey guys in the truck here, I'd like to show this clip, this clip, this clip, highlight this guy here, circle this guy here, draw an arrow going this way. And so now we all can work together on it and kind of play to our strengths and everybody having an understanding on how it works makes that all work so much better. Yeah. And while we're on the subject of the production, I mean, people don't understand how much it goes into it, but what, what's it like doing it from the, from the, uh, from the arena and away games is, do you prefer it or, I mean, no, no, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. It, it really sucks. It's, um, and for a couple reasons, one is it's just hard to call it. We don't have like a secret monitor that shows us everything. We see exactly what, what you what see. We yeah. see. Yeah. The yeah, same would, exact thing. Yeah. So it's, you know, I mean, it, it's tough because there'll be, there'll probably be 10 plays a night that I just can't see what, like a puck will go out front and I didn't know a guy was there. Like they're, they're focused on a scrum in the corner and all of a sudden a guy grabs the puck and just whips it toward the net. And you'll be like, well, if I'm watching the game live in person, I see that Ryan Suter's breaking up the slot. But when I'm watching it on the monitor, I don't see that. So I'm like, well, what is he doing? And then all of a sudden, all you see is like the finish of a left-handed shot guy. Well, that could be Suter. It could be Brodine. It could be Ian Cole. I don't know. It's a lefty with a number two to start his number. And so you find yourself like, you know, you're really waiting because you want to be right. And so you have to try to find ways to just keep talking for a minute until you see who it is. And I, so that part of it, is is i don't like it at all i really spend a lot of time watching what's happening elsewhere on the ice and so like when we do a home game and we're here even though there's no fans we're at least in the building and it's Mm -hmm. somewhat back to normal but the other part of it that that is that really takes away from it is that we get a lot of information when you're around the players and we just haven't been able to be around them at all this year and a big part of that is when we get out of our hometown and we're on the road because now you're on the bus with those guys. You're on the plane with them. You bump into them in the hotel lobby or the coffee shop, or you go to practice on the off day. And when there's not really anybody else around, that's where you get the 10 minutes standing out by the bus with Ryan Suter, just chatting about life in general. 
and you get so much more background information on guys that this year we've just had none of that because you know we have zoom calls with them but that's not the same and you're on the zoom call with the other writers and everything and they're not going to say anything in front of the writers and you, you know so it's the times on the road are the times where you really get that kind of stuff. And I mean, like, you know, this year we've got some new players. I've never met them. I've never met Cam Talbot. I've never met Marcus Johansson. And yet, you know, we're, we'll probably finish the season without really ever having a face-to-face conversation with those guys. And that's really hard. So it's, there's two, it's the watching the game and trying to call it off the monitor, but it's also just the lack of interaction with the guys that really make the broadcast a lot tougher and hopefully, and I don't think it will be the norm, but you know, hopefully by next season, we're back to what we used to be and doing things the way we used to do them. Cause it, it, it it's just so much fun. And I miss like being in these other rinks and yeah, like listening yeah, to that. the Anthem at the United center in Chicago. Yeah. And, and there's just nothing like some of those atmospheres and, and we just haven't been able to be a part of that at all this year. Well, as you were describing that, I think it would probably suck to just be at the mercy of the cameramen to you make know, sure was, they I, capture everything. I was going to say, because I've seen some broadcasts where I'm like, what is this camera yeah, guy doing? the camera doing? guy looks like he's drunk so or something. So it's like trying to announce this, I'm, I could... This would be brutal. Like you can only do as much as as the as the video you have. I can't imagine yeah. zooming in that. too far and then. Yeah. Well, it's not only that, but it's just like the way the camera guys are. You know, they're typically they're they're decent. You know, the, our guys here in town are yeah. are some of the best. And so, like when it's Stanley Cup playoffs, a few of our guys get hired by the national crews to go and and do games elsewhere. But it's more just, you know, the producer and director have to be so like right now, our guys don't even control. They can't tell the camera guys what they want them to shoot. We, because tonight's game's in San Jose, we just get the feed from San Jose and we'll have, we have two cameras there. I think that where our guy gets to control them that he uses for like cutaway shots. Like, Hey, get me a shot of Dean Evison. Cause our guys are talking about Dean Evison and Whereas normally if they're doing the show with us, whatever we talk about, and they'll tell us like, Hey, I'm coming out of break. I'm going to have a shot of this guy, then this guy. And, but now we're kind of at the mercy of what they send us and all the producers and directors kind of got together at the start and agreed to work together on stuff. We're trying to shoot your game a little more neutral in terms of how many times you show the wild bench compared to the sharks bench, because both broadcasts are using that but it's also the replay packs and stuff. So like a play happens, well, our guys, if we're at home, they'll tell us, okay, we're going to take three looks at that last deflection out front where now it's, Hey, they just told us they're coming back to show us that chance. Well, they might be showing it from a totally different perspective than what we would, because they're Mm -hmm. isolating the defenseman of the sharks where we would be trying to show the wild forward going to the net. And so we're really at the mercy of that. And then, you know, directors, they can be more artistic if the game is being played in our rink because they know that I can still see it. So they can cut to a tight shot in the corner where guys are really battling and they can get you that emotional shot of, you know, the where you see the intensity on their face because they know if the puck goes out in front that I'm still going to be able to see it. But now when I'm watching the monitor, you can't do that because, well, I, I mean, yeah, that's great to see those guys like, you know, yelling at each other, but the there's a scoring chance going on right now and yeah. and we can't see yeah. it to tell you what happened. So it 
it's a, it's not an ideal spot. It's in, you know, but we're all, we're all making the best of it. And it's really like, if the alternative was, is to be unemployed during a pandemic, I'll take this. Oh yeah. Well, and add it to your list of experiences, ring out right, exactly. calling the game from the TV position. In yep. a pandemic, it'd be incredible. Yeah. I, I, before we get into like the rapid fire, so we need to wrap this up. I, I, I know one thing that would flare up the broadcast, though. Mm-hmm. We we gotta hear whenever Nick Benino scores. When it hey, happens, Benino, 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 Benino. Throw the soccer, <laughs> the soccer <laughs> twist. Well, on yeah. It. When, when are we gonna? When, when are we gonna hear that? Well, he's only got one goal, so yeah, You know, so we not we'd have um. I'll have to we'll have to see if we can work something like that in. I'm. Uh, I don't know that that one's going to fit, but we'll see. Something yeah. like that along those lines. <laughs> You'll take crazy. it as a suggestion, yeah. right? Suggestion. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll put the, <laughs> we'll file that list. one away as the you know things we're thinking about. We'll okay. we'll be listening when Benino scores again. We're like, okay, what do they have? If it's yeah. on Fox Sports North, we're gonna be like, okay, what's <laughs> turn it, turn up the volume, do? turn up the volume. Let's see what they do. Yeah. yeah. But well, uh, yeah. as as Jake mentioned, uh, Anthony, we're gonna get into the rapid fire segment. I know you remember doing this back in May. We've changed up a few of the questions. Some of them are the same, but uh, okay. Ten questions as fast as you can go. First thing that pops in your in your head. Are you ready? I'm ready. All Let's right, go. rapid fire, Anthony Lapanta. Okay, deserted island. Uh, you're on a deserted island all by yourself. A ship washes up to shore with one type of alcohol in it that you get for the rest of your time on the island. What is it? Uh, Chianti. Nice. Is that is that uh, wine or wh- yeah, red wine. Okay, yeah, Italian red wine, red gotcha. wine, Sangiovese grape. I'll take uh, I'll take unlimited Chianti for the rest of my time on the island. Yeah, meat sauce said red wine too. So yep. you're you're in that maybe same the boat. same island. Uh, how many fourth graders are you gonna fend off in self defense? How many could I fend off? Yeah. Uh, whew, I don't know. I'll say twelve. Twelve. Okay. Lieber said seven. We always compare everyone to Lieber, Ben <laughs> Lieber. He said seven, but who knows? Seven. Maybe some... Yeah, it depends on if they're armed, I guess. If they're yeah. just yeah. you know no coming weapons. at me with 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 no weapons, I think I could I think I could withstand a dozen. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, no weapons, more of like uh hangry with no lunch and uh they haven't had their nap yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. do you prefer Minneapolis or St. Paul? Uh for are you talking like for a night out? What's Oh, interesting. Uh, just maybe overall, what city do you like better? Well, if it's if we're talking, I I I love St. Paul, but if we're talking about like going and having dinner and spending the night out mm-hmm. you know, on the town, then I'll go to Minneapolis. Right. Sure. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother? Um. Well, my grandmothers are no longer alive, so I guess. Maybe they wouldn't be as offended if I slapped them, but if they were still alive, I guess I'd probably slap a random baby because I wouldn't want to. Neither one of my grandmothers were people you'd want to get on the bad side of. Well, and yeah, remember yeah. it is a random baby, so that, yes, that yeah, baby will right. not. Remember, it won't hold grudges. It, won't well, it depends that. on how many fourth graders are guarding that baby. I guess. I mean, True. If yeah, right. If maybe there's like the if there's side. fourteen of them, then I I better go with my grandma. How many okay. do you got to get through? Yeah, maybe they're working together after that. Um. Okay, would you rather walk to work, so to the X, in high heels, or drive your car and work reverse? Oh, drive my car in reverse for sure. Yeah. Yeah, heels are terrible. No. I, I've never. Especially in the, it. I can't imagine walking in them in the snow would be very much fun, and it's a, be a long walk. I'd rather take my time and drive backward. 
I don't know if you guys were, maybe this was a me thing. You put your mom's heels on as a kid just to see what they feel like, and you're like, oh, fuck this, my cat. Okay, yeah, I've done that, but I was like five or six. I'm yeah, like, no, but still, was, I'm yeah. like, this yeah. isn't, this, I could. Well, I mean, I live yeah. about 15 miles away from here. That'd be a long walk. That, yeah, yeah, that's also, it. All it's nope. all dependent on location as well. No. And if you play enough Grand Theft Auto, you might be able to drive in reverse, too. Yeah. Um, so would this is a new one. Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again or never catch a cold again? Uh, I guess I'd rather never catch a cold again, although I don't really catch very many colds these days. So yeah, I'll say, I'll still say that. I guess I'd always prefer health. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Makes well, sense. And traffic's yeah. not, traffic's not really is that it, bad. If you got a good, right now it's not, I mean, like I don't even one. remember what traffic is like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right now it doesn't even, no, not even doesn't, relevant. doesn't even really exist. Yep, doesn't exist. Uh, if you were given an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Absolutely. Exo Steakhouse is one of my top five steakhouses in America in downtown Cleveland, in between the ballpark and the hotel. I'd go there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, it's all about it's all about the experience, right? If you if if you have your if you have your spots, then you're set. Sounds like you need to get a blog out of your top 10 steakhouses in America. Yeah, your Mount Mount Rushmore of steakhouses in America. That would be an interesting. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Exo in Cleveland would be in the top five. Okay. All right, good to know. Um, what's more realistic, ghosts or aliens? Um, is that are you talking like movies or like actual ghosts or aliens? We're talking real life. Yeah. Oh, real life. Well, it's yeah. interesting. My kids have been are convinced that aliens are real. Like they, we just had this debate over the holidays that I got a daughter who's a freshman in college who was absolutely convinced that there was that alien life was a part of the Egyptians building the pyramids. And she has like, it's like crazy. She has this stuff that they, like they stumbled on the same mathematical equation as the Aztecs did at the same time, roughly the same time frame. And so she is, so I'm going to say aliens are more real because my kids are absolutely convinced that there has been and will be more alien presence on earth. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, totally. Uh, would you rather have to always wear one rollerblade on your foot or have someone walking in front of you that's going slightly slower than you want to go? Uh, well, I would for sure just have somebody walking slower than one rollerblade. That seems like that would be a that seems like that'd be miserable. <laughs> yeah, total pain in the ass. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, both options. I mean, are, but if you can work, yeah. if, if, if you can, if you can roll your way around a rollerblade, I mean, but that probably would, get yeah, good but the, it, right? only one leg. It seems like that yeah. would get that would get old pretty fast. The uneven, unbalance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what we said with Gorg is like when you'd be on TV, you'd have to like bend one of your legs because your feet would be at different heights because the rollerblades have, have this crooked wheels on it. It'd be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be weird. Um, if a movie was made about your life, who's playing you? Ooh. Um, boy, never thought about that before. I would say... Who would you um, want to play you? That always makes it that always makes it a little easier. Yeah, uh, maybe Robert De Niro. I mean, stick with the Italians, I guess. I mean, yeah, I... Yeah. I'd say I'd probably go with him. It's um, I've been I've t- been told by people that they think I my broadcasting style is similar to Chris Fowler of ESPN. So, you know, I don't know if he's counts as like an actor capable of being in a movie. I'm sure he could do it. And, you know, but uh, I guess if it's an actor, I'd go either. 
either Robert De Niro or maybe like Matthew Perry. I could see like yeah. with kind of a little sarcastic side to him that might fit me too. Well, and you could dress the part, right? You got the black the black coat on, the white button up. You look like you yeah. go to an Italian steakhouse yeah. right yeah. now. And talk yeah, the only thing, and like De Niro, he, <laughs> like, the- I, I've never had a cigarette, so he'd have to, like, some of the stuff that, like, I think of him, like, in Midnight Run and, and the, you know, mafia-type roles, you know, the Godfather. I mean, mm-hmm. like, he's got, that's not a part of me, but I'm sure he'd be able to pull it off. I'd be honored if it was Robert De Niro. How about that? Yeah, I would. I That's would a too. good pick. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, Anthony, we've had a blast. Uh, you do have a wild game to call in a few hours, but any uh, any final words for the viewers before we sign off? No, just uh, enjoy the games and try not to be too critical of the guys trying to call them off a TV monitor. Yeah, especially if the color guy says an F word on accident. <laughs> yeah. No, never yeah. know what's going to happen next. Or, or the radio yeah, guys. Hopefully, yeah. I, hopefully I've had the last one of those. Yeah. Or, or the radio guys throwing out hashtag mute TV. Yeah, yeah whatever, I can ignore those guys. Really means yeah, down. yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah, Anthony, this has been a blast. And for those of you listening out there, watch the Wild Games, support the broadcasters. They're they're trying their hardest when they're doing the when they're watching TV and trying to announce it. Like like Anthony said, they're doing it just the way you are at home. You know, they're watching the same broadcast. So either uh try to do it better or shut up. That's what that's what we're gonna <laughs> say. All right, yeah, folks. No, we're yeah, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's just like I used to do when I was a kid where I'd sit and watch the North Star games on TV and call the play-by-play. So now I'm doing yeah. it for real. Exactly. If you want to do it better, do what Fallen says, mute TV, and maybe you can try to do it. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah give it a yeah. shot. Yeah, <laughs> See what happens. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, folks, that interview with Anthony LaPanta was a blast. We're going to move into our final segment of the show here, a new one. The uh, It's a Bet, presented oh. by the Vigit app. You know, is that possibly a spinoff podcast coming up in the future? I don't know. It's, it's no, don't too know. close to It's a Bit. People are just going to get it's confused. A like, I came here to listen to an Anthony LaPanta interview, not like you idiots talking about gambling. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> what but are we really into? To remind you guys, we are presented by the Vigit app. You can download Vigit on Apple or Android. When you sign up, use the promo code 10K to get 2,500 free coins that you can use to place bets with your friends, with random people. And you can actually cash out those coins for Amazon gift cards, PlayStation 5s, all sorts of cool shit that you can get. We actually have our own league. So if, if you download the Vigit app, use 10K, uh, the promo code, and you hit join league, use the hockey, the uh, the password hockey205, all lowercase, you'll be part of the 10K league. Whoever wins the most coins at the end of each month wins some free merch from us. There's actually a lot of people who have joined. I think we have like 41 people in the league. Yep. And growing. Oh, I think your mic's off. AJ, the oh, mic's fine. off. You're producer fine. AJ. That's, that's a good bit here, though. No, that's a good bit. AJ's that's, mic was the off. producer Mike. By far not the but most embarrassing thing. What he was saying is some people have won not. a lot of coin, coins. Uh, fuck you, Coleman. He's already at like 5,000 coins. He's up f- that. He probably six since we've done this. I'm speechless. I don't. Is he hacking? Is he paying someone to hack the app? Viget, well, I'm sorry if he is. 
He is informally the uh, <laughs> CEO of Crackstreams. Crackstreams and the human database. He's He does like live and breathe college basketball, so I guarantee he has action on every game. He's probably like diving and analyzing every single college basketball game to a fucking T. Like this guy is Coleman's, probably... Coleman is coming with us to Vegas, so Coleman... If you can I'm win, if him. you can win five thousand dollars on the Vigit app, you better make me five grand in real life because, or in in uh, in dollars terms, He's, because <laughs> if you can do that on this app, you can do it in real life. We're all going to come home rich, right? Exactly. He's going to be like kind of our betting or sports betting advisor down there. I'm going to be asking him, and he's going to be giving us all these picks. And we're going to actually, I no shit. The guy we knows come his away, shit. We could we could come away with everything. The guy could be a fucking genius, and we didn't even know it. And it, yeah, I, I'm surprised too. Out of all the people, we have like 40 plus people in the league. He's leading it, and he's leading it like by a lot. You know, and I'm not even close to being at the top at yeah, all. How are how are we all doing, AJ? How how's your experience been on Vigit? My experience has been great. I am like three and one overall so far. I haven't placed that many bets. You're learning. That's being conservative. It's, it's though, a great so. app to do that, by the way. You Literally. Don't, you don't bet real money. So if, if you've ever wanted to get into sports betting, this is a good way to experiment. Go on though. Yeah. What what have you been bet you bet on NBA, right? Been on some NBA. So yeah, I had a bet with Dev on Saturday night and he took Warriors money line, so I was like, okay, whatever, against the Hornets. And then before the game, they were like, Steph Curry is not playing. So I was like, yes, let's go. And then the Hornets ended up winning at the Butters of Eden. I had like 500 on that, so I was like, let's go. Dude, hell yeah, man. So, yeah, that's another thing that's fun. You can bet against with people. And bet yeah, with yeah. Really cool. uh, so there's there's a main feed. It's kind of like a social media as well. You can talk with other sports bettors, but I put in the main feed. Someone please send me a, uh, a NBA challenge or like a, a bet, right. and I will blindly accept it. And Suddenly, I have like five people from the app sending me requests for things they thought were locks, and I accepted all of them. I ended up winning like four of them. Nice, four for one. It's fun. It's really good on the head to head. Yeah, it's fun. Like you can create that. You know that. You know, instead of just betting against the house, you can do that shit. And it's so. F- you know, you can you can a little more skin in the game with your friends and all that. Absolutely, that you get so bragging it's rights on top yeah. of coins. And, Hell yeah, dude! Coleman with five thousand coins, he could probably already dude. win a fucking Amazon. Dude, card. he's up over six thousand coins. So he's gone up a thousand since I prepped he's, this, which was yesterday. What probably is over eight thousand coins. What? How much do you have to get for the PS Five? I think it's like think fifty thousand. But he at this rate, he's on his he's, way. He's, he's, at this he's rate, damn literally. close. Yeah. Well, we, we all downloaded the app like a week ago. And he's already up 6,000 coins. You can coins. even get a Roku Smart TV for 35,000 coins. I like have that TV in my bedroom, and it's fucking dude, awesome. Dude, I, they're, 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 yeah. I, have one of, I have one in my basement, a 65-inch, and they're amazing. They're great TVs. They're just TCL, great. Good quality, Roku. and they're not yeah. the... I mean, yeah, they're not the most, exp- they're not the most expensive. They're per- you can win that on this app. and They're 4K. And... And granted, it, might, it could take a little bit, but you're not betting your real. You're not betting your real money. No. And like, if you play your bets right, you could you could build that up. You could get there fairly quick. I mean, if you're betting a lot of games every night and you're winning, I mean, shit, you could get there in a month. Well, even if, even if they weren't an affiliate, I've been telling people this. Like, and I'm, no, I wouldn't yes. lie about it. I I still own this app. Me too. I mean, like, as you guys know, we're in Minnesota. Yeah. You can't legally bet here, and and even if you can, there's sketchy websites and they're it's legal. Risky. And you have to use Bitcoin. No, you don't even do that. Or you have to drive down to Iowa. Where with Vigit, you can play with your friends. I love that. And you can actually win coins for Amazon gift cards. Where it's like, who's not going to use an Amazon well, card? That's basically it, pulling out money. It's right? one of those. It's, it's one of those apps too. Where it's it's not a burden. Like if you want to learn more sports betting or, or or just like you're bored during Risk the free. work day, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to bet some coins on this game. It's fun because it's almost like you win coins, but it's also like. Uh, 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 bragging rights or a thing with yourself, like oh, I bet this game correctly. Like I got him on the spread. It's one of those things. Where you if you, feel, if you guys boost, follow us all know. on Twitter, we're always tweeting about it. We're always yeah. shit talking each other. If you join, 
once again, if you join promo code 10K, if you sign up for our league, league password is hockey205, we talk all sorts of shit on the message board. I mean, oh, yeah. Comments, it's- sub comments. I mean, we're, and we're always, you know, someone send me a bet for this. Let's let's do head to head for that. It's kind of like a fun little community around around sports betting, which is like one of the fastest growing industries. So it all kind of makes sense in timing. But Jake, what have, what have you been betting on or any bad beats? Well, I, I've been betting on a lot of like NBA, and NBA has actually been doing me very well. Uh, Timberwolves betting against against the spread. Against the spread. <laughs> it is every free time. money every time. Doesn't, free coins doesn't matter. And NBA has actually actually been treating me well. NHL not so much. The Wild have been doing well, but I bet on some other NHL games. Lost those. I bet on a shit ton of college basketball games on Saturday, but like a lot of the underdogs. But like I'm talking about like plus three and a half. Yeah. And I would just bet on the, you know, I'd bet to cover the spread because I'm thinking, oh, they're going to upset and just lost like five of five of them. Yeah. It was so bad. It was a bad day, but it's still fun. And then I bet money line on the Gophers uh, uh, over Illinois on Saturday. That wasn't that, that wasn't did not that hit. that was that, House. that was very, uh, very off. Uh, yeah, very off track. But yeah, betting on some NHL, a lot of college basketball, looking for a lot of those small games against small teams to try to bet the upset because I feel like it's more likely on those small small teams. Haven't been, I've had days where I do really well and then day where I just dip down, but it's so fun though. It's just it's just well, it gives you a reason to watch the games a little more. Exactly, and you're not as depressed when you lose because you're not losing your you're not real losing money. money. You're losing coins. I mean, like for me, yeah, I would say betting against the spread with the Wolves. Very there easy. were two situations last week and the week before where the Wolves were up. They were winning with like seconds left in the game, and they would go to overtime, and they'd lose by you know half half above the spread in overtime. So like the Knicks, I think that was what happened last night. They won um, against the Trailblazers, I think, last weekend. The Timberwolves were up like fifteen with like a few minutes left in the game. They came back. The other Trailblazers came back and fucking won. So once again, if you bet against the the spread on the Timberwolves, and yeah, there's been they just fired Ryan Saunders, and there's all sorts of weird shit going on. That's going to make everything worse. So keep betting against the spread. I think we play Milwaukee that the night of this podcast airing. I Ooh. think I think the spread is like eleven and a half against the Wolves. I would hammer that. Yep. I think the Bucks might win by a hundred. They, they they if if there was like a bet like could they win by fifty crazy prop bet? Oh no, you 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 take, take that. that. They, they take easily that. could uh, take that. You'd easily take that. I mean, seriously, uh, why not? Going back to hockey, you bet wild spread. That's been good. Uh, yep. Hockey over under is where I'm struggling. And no that, matter how dude, many times I get burned by it, I keep placing it because I need the, I need some sort of satisfaction it, in my head. It's, 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 a ver- it's, it's probably the most complex like over under. I think you can get a lot on basketball for sure, even football. Mm-hmm. Um, but hockey is the just, empty netters. It's crazy. It's an X factor. But it's so you I never think, know how many empty netters I, are going to be in the game. I, I think the over under in terms of the over under betting is is it's it's almost the most exciting with hockey because it's it's so close. You don't know five and a half. I don't know. These teams could go off and they it could come down to the empty netter in the last thirty seconds. Well, and it's really fun to bet the over under on a hockey game. You don't care about either team because then you're just then you're just watching for goals. Exactly, and, that's and, that, and, and you want to see that see in a, hockey you see for like sure. A, back and forth kind of game but it's awesome yeah it's a good app it's good shit Viget, remember 10k at sign up it's a blast we're, we're having a blast with it but gentlemen this has been a great show a lot of fun packed in it any any final thoughts before we sign off you know i just uh i'm just 
getting close. It's getting closer. I'm just well, one. We're up here in Minnesota. I'm glad it's warmer out, but we're also closer to March. Cannot wait for March Madness to show up here. I just hope my uh, Gophers are in it. Regardless, it'll still be fun. And it's uh, one day closer to Vegas. We're going to be in Las Vegas. If we haven't mentioned, we're going to have a fucking fun time there. I can't even tell you what kind of shit's going to happen. We have Coleman with us, so we'll come back rich and be able to quit our jobs. Yep. No, I'm kidding. Our advisor. Sports advisor. AJ, thank you for stepping in as producer once again. Our our crew is kind of always changing. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? Final thoughts? Read Read his blogs. Read my blog. Yeah, no, he's one of our big bloggers. It, it, uh, your nickname's Age. Age is age, my alias. Age. A-G-E. A-G-E. What is your age? What is my age? Yeah. 25. Okay. I don't it's know why bad. I Young that. dude. Well, no, I, you, you have to go with it because we call him Age. <clears throat> Unless you're like going with like, I'm the Stone Age. What uh, what movie is it? It's uh, the do-over where he says, I always say 10 years more mm. than what I am. It'd be funny if he's like, I'm 35. I'd be like, holy shit. I'm 35. It makes you yourself look better, man. But no, yeah, you got you, you. You do have great blogs on 10ktakesmn.com, You know, covering Vikings and other stuff. Very comedic, entertaining shit. The uh, the the, the uh, driver's ed virtual oh that, God, that sounds fucked fun. up. So that, that was, was a great. Blog. I cannot believe that they're trying to get that through. Like even kids. Like I had a girl a couple weeks ago that like didn't take classroom. Oh, because you're a driving instructor. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm like a behind the wheel person. So like. A couple weeks ago, I had like a girl that took like classroom lessons at a school other than Safeway, and she was horrible. Like, yeah. just like I told her to pop the trunk, and she couldn't find it for two minutes. I thought I was gonna have to like come over to the other side of the car and like open it for her. Like, damn it! Wait, so is virtual driver's ed basically like here's Grand Theft Auto, play yeah, for like five hours? But why don't they do that seriously? But then that might create some bad habits. That honestly might be a lot better <laughs> than just having people like. Okay, so now you're supposed to do this when you merge and blah 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 for thirty fucking hours. Like, yeah, that sucks that on a video. For, on a video, and they're you're, so you're not actually driving with them. Like, or no one's actually driving. It's no. like... Well, I mean, like, they're doing, like, the video stuff, and then they still have to do, like, the behind-the-wheel stuff with me. Right. But, like... Dude, how terrible... drivers that... Oh. But, uh, but AJ's on an iPad in the front seat on Zoom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hit the fucking brakes! Yeah, you're <laughs> sitting under an iPad? She's like, she's like wait, oh, is he trying to say this. something? I think it's muted. Yeah. <laughs> they need He's to give muted. me a gas. I haven't been able to hear him for the last 30 minutes. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That'd be... In- that's intense. That's insane. Our, our hearts and thoughts go out to uh, to you having to deal with that. Right thank now. you. I get that a lot. So thank you. Yes. No, I, I, I would. Mean, I would legitimately be terrified to be a driving instructor. It, it's I'll already. Say it. It's already terrifying. No, it is. You know, before the pandemic, when you probably had to do it in person. Let alone now, just trying to like do it virtually, and oh, I'd be a mess. I'm going to say something that's you guys are going to think is terrible. The listeners will think it's terrible. I'm going to say it anyways. D- does anyone else like kind of ride the ass of a, a student driver just to make them nervous? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that because that makes me nervous i get so anxious when people do that break. behind me like i honestly have thought about that i don't do it very often many but, times. but one okay. every, once in a while when i'm stuck in a in a place where i can either be an aggressive driver or ride the ass i'm like it's a student driver i'll make him sweat people did it to me though it's like it's yes, like a it's right. what do you say you're paying it forward, paying karma. <laughs> Except I'm doing something horrible. Yeah, I know. it's kind of funny though. It is kind of funny. It's kind of but, funny. Well, Not for you or or no, your instructor because you might I die. Think people yeah. do that. Yeah, but <laughs> you're welcome. And I'm in a truck, so it probably looks worse, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's the only type of people that do that too. Is like yep. people in trucks. Oh, this so. is well, good driver. I, once again, I had to sign the lease that yep. says I'm going to do that. So I, it, it wasn't up to me. If if I don't do that, they take away my truck and they don't. And they make me pay it all. You got to do what you got to do, bossman. I got to do what I got to do, but thanks again, guys, for listening. Thank you, producer AJ, for stepping in. You can read his blogs and our many other blogs at 10ktakesmn.com. 
There's merch on there, some purple and yellow, some maroon and gold, all sorts of colors of shirts. Uh, they're good shirts. We don't charge an arm and a leg for them, so buy them there. You can also go to uh, anywhere on social media, 10K Takes MN on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you can, anywhere on the internet you'll find us. And, you know, we just want to thank you guys again for enjoying the show. Tweet at us your bits of the week. Tweet your bets. Tweet, at, tweet anything at us. We love interacting with the fans and the followers. We just really appreciate all of it from the bottom of our hearts. So we will uh, we'll see everyone for another episode on Thursday, two a week. We're crushing it. Yeah, doing the two-week bit. It's good shit. Two-week bit. Thanks again for listening to another episode of It's a Bit. We'll see you all later. Peace. Adios.